Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. I'm just noticing this now, but have you ever noticed that my bun looks like a butthole? <laughs> I can't see. I see. Uh, I can't say that I see the top angle very much. This is why you got to tune in live if you're listening later. You you won't be able to see the video. Uh, how much I'm of the have to change it up, man? How much of the much anticipated State of the Union did you catch? Uh, I read about it, and that's it. I, I mean, I figured I'm going to see all the important parts from a video that you make in the next day. Uh, well, I don't even know if I'm going to, there's maybe a couple things I want to talk about it, but I haven't posted a video about it yet, obviously. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know that I will. It's just a, it's just a shitty delusional speech. Like what, what can I say? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I, I suppose maybe we'll get a couple calls about that and, and maybe we'll discuss it that way. The other, um, thing I wanted to mention is just before live, uh, the, the, so all the clips that I have for the purposes of the production of this show, from the show intro to the clips of the week, whatever the news is that we're watching, to all the sounders, to kind of any sound that you hear outside yeah. of the voice of me or Blonde, I, I have on a clips channel. And there's a reason that I, it's all enlisted. You can't even find it. It's just a random YouTube channel out there. And the reason I do that is for organizational purposes. So I'm not digging through my main channel to try to find things. Yeah. And also in the off chance that channel gets punished for copyright or some other crap, it doesn't affect my main channel. But just before live, I'm coming to set up and I I open my system to because that's how I play my clips. Susan deleted my clips channel for hate speech. <laughs> so I ha- I can play the show intro and the outro. I can't play any of the sounders. I can't I can't play anything oh, no. tonight. I can't play any of that audio. So thank you, Susan. Now I got to scramble to get that all set up again before yeah. Sunday's show. And I don't even it, she didn't even say what the hate speech was. They never now, do, do they? Of course, there's lots of things on there like um, Bernie saying we're not going to he's not going to be the N wordly and um, oh, no. bunch of bunch of slack jawed faggots around here and all those clips. But those have been up there, some of them for years. Yeah. And they're every, they're a lot of them are played every single Sunday. So it's really weird. What are we going to do? Well, I just have to. That's why I have it on some stupid side channel is that in the event that it gets punished, I just make a different one. Yeah. And I'll do that again and nothing will change. The only thing that changes is it takes an hour or two of my time to set the whole thing up again. That's really annoying for you. I'm sorry. Well, it's that's how you operate in Susan's world. So anyway, great story, compelling and rich. I know, but I just wanted to clue you guys in about uh, the weird way in which Susan operates and what it means for potentially our enjoyment and fun here on this show. I guess it's better to happen on a Wednesday than it is on a Sunday. If that happened to me a half hour before a Sunday show, I'd be screwed because I wouldn't have any any of the material that we would do the show with anyway. 
Uh, most of you guys are familiar with how the call-in show works. If you are new and you would like uh, instructions for how to participate, they are listed in the description of wherever you may be watching the stream. Uh, if you would like to participate, uh, but you can't do it live, or maybe you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email question. That is also an option. There's a contact page over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash uh, contact. Look for the call-in show question form on the contact page, and you can send us an email that way we will get to those email questions uh, in the last segment of the show. And in between every half hour, we'll check in on your super chats as well. Anything else before we hop into the callers? Nope. I'm ready. All right. Uh, first up is Tom. Are you there, Tom? Tom. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? We are well. What's on your mind? Good. Uh, Danger Spaces says that some people who are uh, in the queue aren't in the waiting room. Ah, well, oh. thank you for that helpful announcement as well. If you are in the queue to call, make sure you hang out in the waiting room so that our our screener can grab you. All right. Is the, the quiet waiting room good or is it just has to be the, the straight call in? Um, room? Either of either of them are good, but I have some something crazy going on with your mic right now. Yeah, it's really rattly. I don't know if you're too tight on it or if you can back off it, maybe. Okay, I'll back off a little bit. It's a, it's a, a new microphone, so I haven't, oh, I haven't God. tried it out. It sounds like you probably need another new microphone, to be honest. It's really rough. But if you have a quick thought or a quick question, we could probably take that. Okay. Uh, do we need a new frontier? Ooh. Like in America? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we have the West all through. The, I, I got. I got to let you go, man. I'm. I'm sorry. It's like it's completely unlistenable, unfortunately. We can but, answer that though. But we can talk about that, and uh, we'll we'll take the the we'll take it from there. I appreciate the call. I'm sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. Um, do we need a new frontier? Um, yeah. as in like a new a new area to conquer, a new thing to discover, a new thing to search. Oh, maybe. Oh, I okay. So this was not a, a regional question. I guess, well, we'd, we have to take it in whatever way we assume that it is. But I do think that we are a country that is lacking um, both purpose and struggle. Things that are both necessary for pop, proper perspective and character and all of that. Um, and when you mix the lack of a new frontier, I think that it's a lack of hardship in life. What we need yeah, is could, widespread suffering. That's well, the frontier need. will provide that, too. <laughs> or can provide that. But I think we have a dangerous combination of people lacking purpose in the form of faith or family or the traditional places you find it. And people of, uh, with lives of such comfort, they have no concept of how of what struggle is in the way you're describing. Yeah. Everything is so cushy for them. They don't understand uh, what real struggle is. And, and that's yeah, I agree that that would be bad. I don't know if we need a frontier to restore some of that or. We just need to sit down and think more clearly about our values or what, but yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts you had on that? No, I think that that is, that's great. Okay. Correct. Uh, Correct. Next up is Joshy boy. Joshy boy. Are you there? Hey. Oh, hello. Dangerous faces is talking to me. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? There's some technical difficulties on Tom D's part, but anyway, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. All right. Well, this is yet another religious thing. So, hmm. Matt, prepare yourself. I'm blonde, you might be able to contribute with this one. But <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to offer a different perspective on the concept of hell. You guys okay. heard the stories about hell, right? Is there, can you repeat that? Are we that? familiar with the concept of hell? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, generally. Uh, did you, unless you have something outside of the common understanding of it in mind? Yeah, well, the basic common understanding is that hell is supposed to be this fiery place of brimstone and sulfur. That's how we are taught. That's how, that's what's in the Bible. The Bible, mm-hmm. though, does use a lot of imagery. And I kind of wanted to share the perspective of my church group that we had a, a few years back on a different kind of viewpoint on what hell could actually be. One of my instructors kind of summed it up nicely. Think of hell as like a drug addict, right? We all seen what drug addicts look like, how to destroy their lives to get that one little thing, mm-hmm. say like heroin or something like that. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. following, yeah. So one of the things that one of my instructors had, had instructed is that think of that one thing, make it your identity. And one of the examples I was going to use was think of Napoleon Bonaparte blaming his general for his failure at Waterloo, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how you go through that, you steal a bit for maybe a few years, and it kind of ruins your life. Now, imagine that going on for all eternity, and it slowly consumes you like a fire. Okay. You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. I wanted to offer that perspective and gather your thoughts on it, because if you really think about it, it could be anything from like a failure, blaming somebody else, um, your core identity, you know, um, something of that perspective. And I want to see what you guys would think of it. Um, sure. I mean, I, I, I can't claim to have any knowledge or perspective on what hell is or, or what I necessarily think it is. But I guess if your point is, is that sort of thing as torturous as say the actual burning of your flesh for eternity or something like that? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I was talking about this with my, with my wife the other night is physical pain or emotional pain more painful emotional pain and i kind of disagree i kind of think that physical pain is more but maybe it's that i haven't had i don't know i've had horrible events in my life yeah no doubt Mm -hmm. but they're different pains you know like the pain of a serious injury the physical pain of a serious injury is much more momentary and acute than um, losing somebody and or or a failure nagging at you for for days or mm-hmm. weeks or months, they're they're just it's hard to compare them. So I guess I don't know if I'm getting at what you're getting at, but maybe maybe hell ought to be conceived as more of a place of permanent emotional bother or pain rather than than physical torture. Right, right. Is that what you're saying? There's, that's basically what I'm saying. So take that failure, like. If this hadn't happened to me, I would have been this and and spend that for the rest of eternity. Like there's no end to that. Mm-hmm. That was specifically a place that is just the absence of God. Right. So it's, I know it uses a lot of imagery such as burning, sulfur, fire, doom and gloom. Right. But I figured that this perspective would be a little more interesting because it could be actually a lot worse than just fire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have any more thoughts on it, Blonde? No, I mean, uh, oh, I'm getting my own voice. Oh, weird. Yeah. I had some echo coming off you, Joshy boy, but let's try again. Let's, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I think that in general, hell has been described as what people fear most. Uh, but there is, you know, biblically an element of emotional pain hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the physical pain is what people fear. Yeah. Fear the most. And the, the physical eternity. Yeah, hmm. because that's what we're taught. It's uh, unfortunately, it's also used to scare people into the religion, which is how I was brought up a little bit, right? 
Right. It's supposed to kind of scare you, which is really unfair to those who actually want to give it a chance. So it did kind of ruin the religion for me just a little bit until I, you know, got older and years went by and I started to learn more and more of the deeper conversations. Hmm. Right. But I figured that that one most perspective will be very interesting to explore, especially sure. for those of you who are either atheists or kind of on the fence about Christianity. Sure. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Have a great night. You guys have a good night. Okay, next up is Avo Avo Brady. Mr. Hey, Brady. Hey Matt, it's um for future reference, you, you say it the same way every time Ovo Brady. Uh I just said Avo. Me. Wait, is it Ovo, Ovo. or Avo? It, it's well, I mean it's all the same lowercase, so I guess I can see why you read it like that. It's O V O. So like oh, O V O Brady's very own. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's always <laughs> it's gonna be Avo things. Brady to me. That's okay. That's perfectly fine with me. Keep calling me that, man. Sure. What's on your mind? Um, Just a couple things for you guys. Uh, The first thing is, uh, Matt, did you get a haircut recently? Um, Like maybe like two weeks ago, three, couple weeks ago. Because you always wear a hat in these live streams. And I'm like, dude, you got to show your hair off, man. (laughs) Well, the thing is that the hat is for the streams, dude. If you don't, if you change anything. Um, that's they, they're coming so after you. Upset, they're yeah. coming after you. Now we talked about the flannels. You save that for the videos. The flannels are video mandatory. You know, true, that's true. like um, the the solo videos are like uh, presentational me, and the stream is like uh, I don't know, hanging the out at the you. hanging out at the sports bar me, which <laughs> okay, is basically yeah. the same guy actually. But you know, yeah, whatever. You just have vibe. you get you get into uh, a routine, and you don't mess with the routine. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Yeah. I figured I'd ask. Um, the the second thing I wanted to mention is uh, I'm I live here in Orange County, California, and we're uh, finally getting our mask mandates lifted in the schools, uh, which is great wow. because uh, I work in the schools and being made to wear a mask every day with these kids is just it sucks, really, yeah. guys. We're, yeah, we're two years into it. this and and these kids are still being made to wear these things and it's oh terrible. But they still, they but, don't get to take them off for what, like a week or two more? Or is it now? Yeah, it, right. Yeah, it's, it doesn't get lifted until after next Friday. So we still have a, a week of mass because science. Right? Yeah, what the hell, dude? Who's, who, um, who are they kidding with this? I don't, I have no idea. And what, see, you know. So it's like next Friday, the 11th is science day. That's what, like, that's where, that's yep. Rona yeah. ends scientifically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. And I cannot wait for that day. Wow. But. It's exciting. I wanted to mention that because it's a, it's a piece of good news with everything going on right now. Um, but uh, I, the last thing I would end end with this is uh, I figured I'd get your your opinion or your take, uh, both of you guys, Blonde and Matt, um, on Philip DeFranco. Like, what do you <laughs> think of? Uh, is that a joke? Uh, <laughs> my boy Philly D. <laughs> your boy, I dude. Well, you're gonna even okay, get my scorn for that. <laughs> let, let me let me clarify, Matt, because I do follow yeah. you on Twitter. I've been watching Philip since before 2016. Like yeah. I've been watching oh. this guy for a long time. Yeah, I've slowly watched him devolve into this leftist like powerhouse of a channel, hmm. and he doesn't even hide it anymore. But um, I just I know that you have mentioned some. He's been in like his replies sometimes on Twitter with some of his takes, and no, um, not I me. Actually, I have a, I couldn't tell you the last time I've. Interact. Oh, why do you watch him? That guy's such a fucker. Did he really devolve into leftism or has he always been that way? And here's the thing, guys. I have to be honest. The reason I watch him is because I want to know what 
the left is thinking like what yeah, sure. the ma- maybe the mainstream leftist people are thinking like yeah yeah what what kind of news and media they get and my mom like we'll watch it and it's like we disagree with almost everything he says it's like this is the news and this is how they present it and okay you know i don't watch cnn so i'm gonna mm-hmm. go to my boy philly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the guy's a schmuck but i, I still give him my view i really have... like it so he can see it <laughs> yeah i i haven't watched him i mean it's not like i ever regularly watched him but to me where i really left was when he joined the smearing of nick sandman bandwagon yep. which is that's that's when i three years ago now but but yeah, the second that years. news broke he was on twitter shaming these covington kids for the great crimes that they of course yeah. didn't even commit and you know uh, do we all make mistakes here and there yeah you get stuff wrong here and there uh, that I can't remember, but that was part of a, part of a, a pattern or part of a sequence where I just kind of, yeah. I was off the, uh, off any, uh, bandwagon of even paying attention to him at that point. Yeah. So yeah, that's when I, I, I still watch him, but I, I figured I'd, I'd let you guys know there, you know, people that disagree with Philip. I mean, I'm sure people that disagree with you guys watch your shows and get well, feedback from it. So yeah. I, I trust I'd me I, they're, they're in my email inbox i hear from yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> uh, well, all i'm right. gonna let you guys go um thank you for giving me all this time and, and your thoughts and your opinions and oh. uh, keep uh keep doing what you're doing matt you make great videos i haven't watched your video today but i'm gonna do that first thing when i hang well, up so thanks for tuning in man i appreciate it we appreciate Absolutely. it thank you you guys have a lovely wonderful week you as well bye Bye-bye. Uh, do you feel like you got all your Philly D hate out? You know, I forgot about him. He mm. hasn't been pissing me off lately. His channel is just so worthless. It's like a um, combination of like a gossip channel. And it's like it's like the BuzzFeed of YouTube channels. Yeah, I think what bugs me, I mean, you know, he's he's built a lot. So Philly D doesn't need my tips, I guess. But but I guess no, he what wants bugs your tips. Just my tips. But um. I think what bothers me about at least the style of analysis he used to do, uh, analysis he used to do. I have no idea what he makes now because I haven't watched a single video of his for years. So that's another qualifier here. But what used to annoy me, I, I think audience interaction is great. That's the reason we do this show is to talk to people in our audience and interact. But I don't like where you just make a video and you basically read the headline and say, "What are your thoughts? Tell yeah. me down like." Like, that's not I'm, why that's why people are watching. Yeah, I clicked the video to see what you right. think or to see yeah. your presentation, not to comment. Well, I, here's what I think. I, it just I don't know. Like I said, uh he's he's had more views in his career than I will have um if I keep making so videos what? for 80 more years, but uh but yeah, I just it's not for me. Just overall it's not for me. Yeah, I think I got all my rage out. I, I don't know, I'm not that mad anymore. Huh. All right. Well, uh, Tom, I guess Tom is back. Tom maybe fixed his mic. Let's see. Hey, Tom, are you there? Hey, is this any better? Uh, it's a lot better. better. So yeah. if you want to pick up where you left off about uh, um, a frontier, well, Blonde and I kind of had our thoughts. So if you just had thoughts you wanted to add about a, the, the the usefulness, the utility of a frontier, go for it. Uh, okay. Well, I didn't hear what you guys said because I was back in the, uh, the tech problems room, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to have the the West was all during the twentieth century. It was like we revered the West. We had cowboy shows, and and yeah. it was all 
you know, the wide open spaces and where people go to be free and stuff like that. And we don't have that anymore. Uh, for a while in the late 20th century, it was space. We, you know, we, we, the final frontier, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm not even sure if, if space is, is a frontier. Does it look like we're going to get there? I mean, uh, what do you think? I mean, you, you yeah. already started on it. Yeah, we 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 were just talking about the utility of it and how uh right. in that the 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 frontier um is a place of both purpose and struggle and those are things that we're lacking now, I think. Um we live too comfortably, we lack purpose in our lifestyles and in our outlooks. And so um yeah, I don't know how you just make these days the world is so developed though. I don't know how you just make a frontier. I agree the frontier has a lot of utility, but you can't really just make one other than your own personal frontier in your mind. This is the thing that I want to explore and conquer. Here's how I'm going to do it. But everybody kind of yeah, has to do I, that I, for themselves. I wonder if the uh the the surge of homeless homelessness is is part of that. People who who want to get get away from from civilization and don't have any place else to go and they just yeah. sort of wash up on the west coast and and they're stuck there and, yeah. and no no place to go. Yeah. Um speaking of the frontier, either of you guys watch 1883 at all? Nope. No. I did start watching Yellowstone nope. and it sucks. No way, you're nuts. How far Dude, into it did you get? Okay, so I like I'm watching it, like I'm into it. I'm interested. But this is a, a shitty show. It's just constant melodrama. This is just like a Western soap opera. But how if you far, take it. How far I did you the, get? It's right after that hot Asian bitch gets a head injury. Oh, yeah. It, uh, so that that's still early. But, yeah. um, you know, she's Chinese. Her name's Kelsey Chow. Wait, you're talking about the journalist in the show? No, the wife of Casey. Oh, the Indian. Indian. <laughs> the actress tried to get recognized by the Cherokee tribe and they were like, we don't know you, bitch. Yeah, You're yeah. not Cherokee. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much for anybody else. So, I, But it's a good show. You should continue. Anyway, the, the reason I brought it up is we just finished the first season of 1883 and it's about the settlement of that ranch way back when. But it's the family uh, traveling by wagon from Texas to Montana ultimately to build that ranch. But you, you forget. And I played like Oregon Trail as a kid and you watched yeah. like. You you kind of learn those stupid lessons, but you forget just how crazy that is. And when you reflect back on it as an adult, Jesus Christ, you walk from like Fort Worth, Texas to here in Bozeman, Montana by wagon snakes trying to bite you. Indians trying to shoot you with bow and arrow, every disease under the sun. There's no doctor. If you run out of food, you're screwed. Yeah. A lot of places on the prairie, there's no shelter. Even you're just going to bake under the sun and you remember or you just kind of realize my God, dude, you could get in a car and haul ass from Texas to Montana in two days. In two days. Yeah. If you wanted to now, but but people walked uh, for you know an entire summer or more to do that, and they sacrificed half their family to get it done. They lost everything and rebuilt everything when they got there. And the show is so um it's just so it's such a beautiful show and an entertaining show because it it highlights all of that struggle and, and what people sacrificed at in those times to achieve and to, to build what they had. So anyway, that's a roundabout way of getting back to your point, Tom, is that I think there's a lot of um, importance to those themes. And now we're just yeah. all soft and purposeless. We are. Correct. Any other uh, fi- uh, closing thoughts you had? Okay. Um, we, we have a lot of rights as, as us citizens, but is, would you say that jury duty 
is a responsibility of a, hmm. of, a, of a citizen of the U.S.? Duh, I guess. Um, responsibility. I well, mean, um, I suppose to I the mean, extent that we... Be, would you want to be on trial and have a bunch of leftists as your jury? Or would <laughs> no, you but, like, but uh, you know, as things stand now, it is our responsibility. Do I think to, it's fair or worthwhile? No. To, I guess if we're going to say that you have a right to trial by, by a jury of your peers that the other side of that is, I guess we all have an obligation to create those juries. Uh, interesting. Right, I, those peers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Insofar as I believe that that is the best route to justice that we have. Um, I can accept that. I can accept that premise or that concept. Do you um, agree or disagree that, that you have that obligation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I wouldn't want to be on trial and have some, some, some jerk that is dragged into to jury duty, doesn't want to be there and just wants to get out as fast as possible. So as soon as they go to the jury room, it's like, Oh, uh, let's just all say he's guilty and get out of here. Yeah. God, yeah. Do people do that. Oh, I'm sure I've not done any uh, significant jury duty myself, but I'm sure there's a lot of that. Let's just whatever. Let's just convict and go home. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Sorry about the technical difficulties. No, no. I'm, I'm glad we got it straightened out. Have a good night. See ya. Thank you, too. Have you had uh, meaningful jury duty before? No, you know, I've never been called for jury duty. It makes me think that there's a warrant out for my arrest in one of the cities that, like, I just <laughs> like waited too long to change my postal address. Ah, I've been called in California and I've been called here both times I showed up and they did not need me, which is the worst thing. You know, it's like you, you're supposed to call ahead of time and they tell you if, they, if you don't need them. But they told me to come in and then didn't need me ultimately. So it's just a waste of half a day in both instances. Nothing cool even happened. And I was called in Alameda County, California. We're talking Oakland. Okay. Really? I should get some cool stuff there. For real. Do you but think there was that you nothing get cool. kicked off a jury if you called the defendant a spick or something? <laughs> well, I guess that's the other play is like, I'm very racist. So you guys I am know. very racist. So I wonder <laughs> if that is that a legitimate defense to get off of jury duty? It's like, I, I, listen, I think, I'm going to judge this person based on their, their racial qualities. <laughs> I think, uh, well, you, you, I don't know. I don't know how to handle how you'll handle that when the day comes, but that's, uh, that's between you and the, uh, the judge and the lawyers. If I were on a murder trial jury for like a black guy, they, they could get the, 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 the outcome just thrown out the verdict thrown out. Um, I'm sure that a lot of statements made on this show could be used to present a lot of could be used to present a lot of different uh, biases. Yeah, but I, I think, th- but honestly, disclose that. Well, I think that's true. Like anybody who had so much of their own speech recorded, like yeah, your everybody has perspectives, biases, um, assumptions, preferences, all of those things. Yeah, right. It's true. not that you're not allowed to have those. It's just you're not allowed to deceive. Uh, in the selection. So, you know, as long as you didn't lie your way onto the jury or something, which we've also seen recently, then it's not necessarily a problem. It's up to the, uh, to the legal teams to decide who they want on that jury or not. Right. Um, next up is, uh, is Dan. Dan, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Wow. Hi, Dan. That is a great sounding voice. <laughs> Hi. Um, good, good sounding mic. Oh, thank you. It wasn't sounding very good earlier. Well, it's um, all fixed Spaces now. Helped out with that. What's on your mind? Uh, two things. No, don't know if I'm going to get to the second one, but uh, the first one was I called in. I think a 
few months ago asking about what you guys thought about non-believers going to church purely, mm-hmm. I guess not purely, but primarily because we're seeking a community. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I just wanted to give an update. So my wife and I and little baby girl, we started going to a church in November. Mm-hmm. Um, we found a good church, about 150, 200 people. Um, a lot of couples around our age, small families. And um, I've, we've had a great experience so far. We're on our journey, I guess, spiritually, but um, the community has just been great. And I, is it working? Yeah. Yeah. It's, we really like all the people there. um, And they are very inviting. Um, It's a great time. Um, I didn't think I would like it this much. Not yet, um, because I've never gone to church before. Well, Jesus is going to get you. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, Do you feel like you've been moved on the on the religious front outside of just the community aspect? To be honest, not much yet. Mm -hmm. But it's only been a few months. Yeah, sure. Um, But I'm I'm open to it, and I'm. I'm learning. Um, I'm actually going to be going to a, a weekly like one-on-one with, um, or not one-on-one, but small group, like two or three people with the pastor and um, other people who are also uh, learning more, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I would encourage you, Matt, to go. Um, yeah. I think you'll find a good, you can find a good community out there. Yeah, I, um, I I have interest in both parts, to be honest. I have a lot of, obviously, as we talk about, a lot of curiosity about uh, matters of faith. I have a lot of uh, interest in finding um, this exact sort of thing that you're talking about. Um, families in similar situations that I can know and trust and build community with. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Although I should be at church right now. <laughs> it's Ash Wednesday. That's right. Yeah. Forgot. You know what I'm giving up for Lent? Uh, I don't know. I could make some medical jokes, but research, medical research. <laughs> well done. Blonde is not going to Google all, all the diseases she thinks she has anymore. <laughs> Apparently I'm going to try discord shut down. Disease uh, change the terms. I saw an email about the terms, but what, what do you mean? What specifically can't you do? Uh, foster communities that spread medical misinformation. Oh, what the f- what does that even mean? Uh, oh my God. Do you know what I've learned from my thousands of hours of medical research that doctors don't know fucking shit. Doctors don't know anything. Nobody <laughs> knows anything about anything right now at all. No, well, we, we've got to, we got to stop trusting science for real. Is gravity it, even real? It's, it? I, it, it's an op for sure. Gravity has been an op this whole time. Are viruses even real? I don't know. <laughs> ICP was onto it, man. Science, scientists, bunch of bullshit. Um, uh, speaking of medical, um, stuff though, the other thing I wanted to talk about, we'll have to be, we'll have to be your, quick, but yeah, go for sure, it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you don't tear your hair out blonde, but, uh, my wife wanted to ask how she can approach or how you, you would approach healing your relationship with your mom. If your mom assisted your sister who is 23, perfectly healthy and getting sterilized so she can be promiscuous without consequences. What? Holy shit. 
Well, her sister's 23. Yep. I mean, what's her deal? Why would she allow herself to be persuaded? She got a tubal ligation at age 23 so she could fuck a bunch of dudes? Yep. Well, I mean, there are other ways to be slutty. She didn't want to worry at all, and she never wants kids. And the Ooh. whole thing right now is the my wife, we're on our own path with Christianity, and we have a, a new baby daughter. And she could never imagine letting her, letting our daughter do this to herself. It's like, yes, you can technically do meth, but it's not a good idea to let your kid do meth. This is a horrible life decision. Oh, my gosh. How do you and forgive your mom for that? I mean. She I encouraged her. She paid for it. She took her to the doctor and everything. Ugh. I mean, I'm Christian, so I, I don't believe that we should live in a state of unforgiveness. But also, uh, fuck her mom. Like, come on. I, I, I don't know that I could ever get over that. Ugh, maybe I'm not the person to answer this. You're a more forgiving person than I am, Skag. Take this oh, one. my God. Well. <laughs> um, I mean, you say you say never wants kids. You know that's that's it's you such a permanent decision. Yeah, exactly. You ask me at twenty three, and I would have said the same thing. I don't know. That's not for me. I probably never will. Now here I am, ten years later, and I can't imagine not having what I have. And it would be tragic if I was. You in, can't get that reverse. It's not like a vasectomy, right? Um, I guess, man, I. I suppose I would treat it like a lot of uh, what's what's can you remind me of the relationships to you one more time? Uh, so it's my wife's mom, your and mother my wife's and sister. Your, yeah. OK, so your mother and sister in law. Um, yep. Well, uh, I think any sort of maintaining family integrity is a top level value. I think that there's an argument to be made that there was some breach of family integrity by virtue of that decision there, or at least future family integrity that won't exist. But um do I think that you should like cut her, cut them off and never talk to them? Well, I mean, it's a decision between them. That said, would I ever trust people who made a decision like that to make similarly important decisions on behalf of my family? Zero percent chance. I, yeah, I, we're in the same boat. I mean, it's not like we don't talk to them. It's just yeah. in in our hearts, I guess we we're completely different. We're in completely different worlds. Yeah. And we, there's just something there now that is off. Yeah. I, I don't know how you just look past that and say, well, I consider this completely trustworthy and this, this person has the right values at heart. I just, that's such a, I feel like I have to be missing something with that decision. Cause it's so drastic. Oh God. It's so crazy. I mean, is, is the sister like a disaster? I was a disaster at 23 though. And I'm, I'm like a really good mom and a good wife now. You don't know what's going to happen. Or how you're going to change. Like, what's yeah, your deal? We, we feel a lot of grief for her. Because. Is she my, addicted to heroin or something? No, she's she's perfectly fine. Um, except she just doesn't want kids right now and thinks that she'll never want kids. My wife oh my God. was the same way when she was her age. And yeah. now the only so thing she wants is kids. she's already had a tubal ligation. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't she? I mean, I'm not an advocate for birth control, but like. Couldn't she have had an IUD inserted or something? Yeah. She's weighed a lot of options, I guess. Is How was this her say. best option? Uh, yeah, I, I can't understand. I'm baffled by that. But We are baffled, too. Yeah. 
Uh, all Why right. couldn't, you know, IUDs, they're 99.999% they're effective. W- what's the deal here? Hmm. This is insane, man. I don't know what to say to you. We, we got to kick you off this call. But- keep, keep your family together, but, but keep your closest trust probably outside of that one. That would be my... Will do. That would be my... Thank you uh, for the call, guys. Yeah, plan to operate in that situation. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Oh, my God. Bye. This is so sad. That makes me so sad. That's, that's a crazy one, man. I can't believe that. Uh, we are overdue for a break, so let's catch up with a few here. Over on DLive, Silosopher supporting the show and gifting some subs. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Over on... Tippy stream, uh, Pfizer. Hey, Pfizer's in the chat. I wonder if it's the <laughs> the the real one. Uh, thank you, Putin, for starting a war to keep people distracted from the vaccine report we wanted suppressed until 2097, but forced to release now, showing questionable efficacy and nine full pages of adverse effects. I'll email accounts to double. His bribe. Yeah, so Pfizer is probably appreciating Putin very much. You're right. I haven't looked at a lot of this, but I've seen some information coming out. Did you see there were reports on the vaccine efficacy for, I think it was boosters for young children, like 5 to 11? Are they worthless? It might have been the vaccine straight up, but so don't quote me on this. People have to look it up. It was either the vaccine straight, like initially, or it was the booster specifically. Young children, uh, 12%. 12% efficacy. And yet we are trying to force these. Ge- First of all, you but don't need any I- efficacy because the virus is not a, a, a threat to children that young. But as far as getting it, uh, becoming seriously ill, hospitalized, 12%. That was the that was the finding. Oh, my God. And you had the CDC hiding similar data. Remember, they, as we talked about on Sunday, they just, uh, well, that, that one's not important. We're not going to put that out, at least for 18 to 49-year-olds. Um <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, and and as all these, uh, someone had a good point on Twitter. I wish I remember who it was because I would credit them. But um, it's like now that all these mandates are going away, like, for instance, Google pulled back their vaccine mandate for employees. Mm-hmm. If you're one of these people who got fired two months ago and now there's no more vaccine mandate. Wh- what the? What? Yeah. What can you even do? There's no recourse. Again, no yeah. recourse. You had it doesn't matter now. You don't have to be vaccinated now to work at Google. Or any a lot of these other places, but you might have been fired two two months ago for the crime of not being vaccinated, and you That's get no. Why everybody should just hang on yeah. if they can. Yeah, we're good over there. Um, Long Don John saying Moderna gene sequence appearing sequence appearing in a virus of current relevance lottery odds is a massive understatement. One in three trillion versus winning the jackpot of U.S. Powerball at one in two hundred ninety two million. Yeah, I mean like. Uh, it's it, it certainly multiples higher, like many multiples higher. I'm when I say lottery, I just mean like very low chance, <laughs> very low. low, trying to be as simple as possible. But have you seen that story too? Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, very, very, very oddly coincidental, isn't it? That's uh, that's a weird thing to happen, Matthew Riley. Blonde, did you know that Ash Wednesday is the most attended day of the church? Also, gave up smoking. Good for you. Yes, I was aware that this was a highly attended day for Catholics yet here I am. Yeah. I told my brother that I wasn't going to church and he goes, is work more important than God? Wow. I know. What am I going to do? I'm also not supposed to be doing the stream on Sundays either. Why is that? It is a day of rest. Ah, well, uh, see you in hell, I guess. God understands, right? (laughs) We're good. 
All right. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Hey, guess who's back? Uh, let's try once more. It's Miss Malevolent. I'm sorry we had um, technical difficulties last time around. Yes. Uh, but I... we have you now. Great. Um, what's on your mind? Man, I've been trying to get on here for I don't know how long. I've been trying to get on here since that Whoopi Goldberg thing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had a whole like bit I was going to do. Like I was going to do my little like uh impression of her and crap. you can't do it now i want to hear it but it's like the tea is cold now We're i don't care like a hot war with russia and all this is like well, okay, a whoopee look, impression is a whoopee impression you can't tease look, it and not but, do okay, it okay but you but you gotta you gotta tee it up you gotta say something like uh you know uh the Holocaust was partially about uh, racism or whatever. Okay. If, if only I had a good Joy Behar impression yeah, to cue you yeah, up, but yeah. I don't. I can't really do that. Okay. Go for it, somebody. Go. For uh, it. Hey, Whoopi, your thoughts on the Holocaust? Nine, 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 child. <laughs> it, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's, you know, that's not that's bad. That's pretty good. That's not bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's good. cold now. I wish I had gotten in when it was when the tea was hot. I well, hot. yeah, Whoopi's back on the show now. What for a couple weeks? And is she uh, really? Yeah, she just yeah. she just came back. Dude, this was like a few weeks ago. A white yeah, person was... would have had to take like a two month hiatus. How long was two no, been off? A white person would have had to uh, say mea culpa and yeah. disappear. And been oh, yeah. executed you know? probably. Walk through exactly. the street naked while Come people on. throw their excrement at them. We have a direct comparison. Look at what happened to Gina Carano. Right. Uh, she's persona uh, yeah. non grata. Uh, you know. Now well, maybe and, and, she go ahead. Well, what she did too was so um was so tame. Like her tweet exactly. was, Hey, be careful about otherizing people because look what happens, and it was like a Holocaust reference. And people get mad because they're like, well, coronavirus lockdowns and mandates aren't the Holocaust. It's like, yeah, but her point is you don't want to go down this path. It leads to bad places. Um, I don't think not that it. it, I want people to be able to speak freely, including on matters of the Holocaust. My preference would be nobody gets punished for their opinions. Like, I'm not going to take the pitchfork to Whoopi Goldberg because she has a weird Holocaust opinion, except for the fact that that all those people sit around the view just sits around demanding other people be punished for their viewpoints all day long. So it's really just them dying on their own sword thing, not their own opinion. But, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right that Gina was punished more severely for what is uh, a much tamer perspective, a much tamer viewpoint. Absolutely. It was absolutely uh, tame. The reaction was ridiculous. Um, She had nothing to apologize for. And it was just absolutely, you know, just just a, a crap show. But, you know, we have a direct comparison of how we get to otherization of 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 people. Look at Canada and Prime Minister yeah. Blackface and his. Uh, it, no, he's he doesn't get the respect. I'm sorry. He doesn't get the respect of having Trudeau 
He's Prime Minister Blackface. Anytime you have a person who doesn't remember how many times he's been in blackface, <laughs> he's Prime Minister Blackface. He really went all in, too. You look at those Aladdin oh, yeah. photos, like there's nothing on his face that was unpainted. I mean, I mean bananas down the pants and everything like oh, that. Oh, he did that? I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, did. didn't he? Yeah, it was in, in the, the picture, pants. right? Wow. Yes. Yes, wow. um, but you see how he uh, he tried and uh, to other the truckers, and yeah. it was just like you know you're a trash bag. Yeah. I mean, we already know he has no discernment uh, anyway, but because of the blackface. But you know, it's just like you see that trash bag and his follow followers uh, trying to demonize the truckers and whatever, and they were the most peaceful. I mean, bouncy cap castles. Bouncy, I saw one video, they were spinning up cotton damn candy in yeah. zero degree weather. Yeah. I was like, I just, sometimes you just want to line these liars up and slap them uh, Three Stooges style. Just line them up and just go down the road because they're absolute trash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need some, uh, we, we got to restore politician fear and or respect for the people one way or another. And I think uh, a slapping line would be one of the kinder options, to be honest, given the abuses that they've, that they've uh, committed against the people in recent years. But, um, all right. I wanted to say guys, yeah. I know you got oh, a bunch of callers. You. I miss you guys too, but I know you, Hey, you all are coming up. I love that. You're so popular. I want to see you all get even a bigger stage. We'll talk to Susan. She's she has some problems with that. (laughs) No, we appreciate you calling in and appreciate you. You know, for people who don't know, you've been listening since like the since the day one, basically day one. You've you've been around forever. So is this six years or seven years? Yeah, you're not getting rid of me anytime soon. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for calling. Appreciate it. Bye. Um, Bye. We we started um may of 2016 so we're coming up on six we're not yet to six but oh god seven years that's that would have been a long (laughs) we've been doing this long enough that i can a year give or take doesn't really well the call-in show didn't really start till after the 2016 election too because when we first started i was still doing video game streams on wednesday nights and after the election that tuesday night i thought man this is so crazy i'm just gonna like talk to some people about the election yeah and then we from there we just kind of decided okay we'll do this regular wednesday night thing and i just never i don't think i've streamed a single video game since like fall 2016 prior to that it just became the call-in show i'm glad we did this uh yeah you know it's um it's it's kind of its own quirky little thing and it's always fun to do and and as we were talking about earlier i like communicating with our audience i think it's fun and i think it's yeah. uh, uh, a good thing to do so, and speaking of uh, old pals, man, Stephen, welcome to hey. the welcome to the show. Good to hear from you, dude. Hey, it's nice to hear from you guys. How uh, are you doing? Um, ups and mostly ups. Good. That's good. Yes. Um, what? Uh, I mainly called to ask Blonde if she wants her ego stroked or if she wants to be challenged about a topic. Oh well. I want to be challenged about a topic. Wow. Okay. Many times over the course of your show, you've uh, you've trashed porn, and mm. uh, and I always uh, let me let me see how I can phrase this. 
you trash it more than a lot of, like I, maybe it's because I'm a guy and we kind of we kind of like have a tolerance or an allowance for it. However, I've seen the arguments about how bad it's getting, especially with its with the market being flooded and it's so easy to access. However, I've seen there's only and there's only some arguments I can think of that would defend porn and well, two arguments I can think of. Are you ready to hear them? Okay. All right. As an artist, I see beauty even if it's pornographic. And also, I think porn limits the spread of STDs because if people are pleasuring themselves instead of interacting with somebody else, you know, it slows the rate of STDs. Those are the only two arguments I can come up with. And I'm not not necessarily saying I approve of porn in general, but I'm just uh, my overall uh, my overall thoughts is that it's okay in moderation. However, so many people overdo it, and it's getting to the point where they would rather do porn than look for a partner. Hmm. Okay, that's true. Um, in terms of the artistic, like I, I, a lot of porn, nobody can possibly find any artistic value in like fifteen black guys bukkaking on a Japanese tranny. Like, <laughs> there's nothing there for me. You know, that's like, where no the one line can is find. From. That's it. Yeah, and, and, and in terms of the the STD argument. You might be right. However, I would argue that it's hypersexualizing society and that people that watch more porn are probably also engaging in more promiscuous behavior as well. I think it's part of a, a spectrum of widening acceptable sexual behavior uh, rather than a specific thing that is preventing promiscuity. I think that people that like fuck thousands of chicks are also probably watching tons of porn. They're just hypersexualized individuals. Although I take what you're saying and I respect your opinion and thank you for challenging me. It was so hard not to get my ego stroked, okay? <laughs> well, whenever you yeah, whenever you um talk about the artistic aspect, I'm just thinking to myself, well, the shit I look at is way more beautiful than whatever you've been exposed to. <laughs> I hope hmm. that you're watching very tasteful pornography. Then. Ah. No well, bukkake for Steven. You heard it here. Well, actually, no. Um, <laughs> well, I know you're. I know you are an artist as well. You yeah. may not be. You may not be drawing or painting as much as I. I pretty much have to do with my day job. Actually, my day job isn't that type of artwork, but. But on the side, I like doing pinups, and yeah. I love have. And I love having a lot of photo photo references even though i very few of the photo references actually make it to a piece of artwork that i might be doing no i'm with you i i also like doing pinups but um it's just the, the porn that's in the industry Rena, now you got a pinup the last the last thing i've seen you do is uh, that i recall i know you did something of your husband and you did something with an octopus yeah i don't put all of my stuff up online but i do like to draw pinups you should upload that to Instagram so I can leave a comment. Maybe. I'll think about it. I'll think about it, Steven. More porn, please. Comment that on Blonde's yeah. Instagram. There's, well, I doubt Blonde's <laughs> doing porn, but she's... Well, are your pinups, are they clothed or are they in a costume? Scantily clad, like most pinups. I'd like to see that and probably share more of my shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's about it. Uh, that was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Does Matt have anything to say? 
No. Uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about this topic in recent weeks, and I think um, the, it usually comes up in the topic of, or in the context of banning it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think uh, that porn is a net negative. I think it's it's destructive to a lot of things. I think it's damaging to the natural relationship between men and women. And um, any benefits that are obtained out of it, I think, are outweighed by a lot of those destructive forces. But for me, it's it's fi- it should be filed in one of those things that I, I think are, are um, bad, destructive things that we probably shouldn't engage in. But they don't as long as nobody's rights are violated, I don't necessarily want to crack down legally. Uh, and that's usually how we end up talking about it. And, um, that's kind of my perspective on it. Um, I think I'll end on the note that whenever you and your partner are both, um, dieting and exercising on a regular basis, or if y'all, if y'all become more physically appealing, porn becomes less appealing. That's, I'm sure that's, that is that's yeah, true. Yeah. a lot of truth to that too. And, uh, Thank you for the comment. Appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. Welcome. Y'all have a good night. See ya. Okay. Uh, let's talk to Juggernaut. Juggernaut, are you there? Hello. Hi. What's you? on your mind? Uh, what do you think about using, uh, you know, let's say hypothetically I wanted to strap a 1,000 watt laser to a uh, rifle stock. Oh, and, uh, I, I thought you said strap on. I was like, not <laughs> again. Our, not our minds one. are primed from the last yeah. call. You want to put a laser <laughs> okay. on your rifle. And you mean yes. like a, a laser on your rifle, right? <laughs> a rifle stock, yeah. Or, gotcha. You, some might say it's a laser rifle, you know? Okay. okay. Uh, and I decided to use that defensively. Okay. <laughs> Careful. What? Yeah. You're going to have to be a little more clear, though. I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. So Are you asking about a weapon attachments? laser would probably blind everyone who looked at me when I fired it. Okay. And can you use it defensively? Should it be used defensively? What are the legal repercussions of using it defensively? Of, co- I th- of course. I think pretty much any weapon could be used. Uh, de- now, I'm not, I don't know the technicals of what you're talking about, but it, should you be able to have any sort of light or... or blinding device on a on a firearm um and could it be used defensively of course if someone breaks into my home and i flash them with a strobe or something that's totally defensive (laughs) maybe i'm not picking up on what you're suggesting but but what's uh uh, you know if you look at a nuclear bomb you'll go blind hmm. okay i i I, I fired a laser that was so bright that people who looked at it got eye damage like permanent eye damage that could still be used defensively. I mean, it's up to you if you want oh, yeah. to do that, but it totally could. <laughs> Any, anything else? I, I feel like maybe you're trying to suggest something I'm just not following, but... Um, I, I feel like it'd be like using a grenade defensively, you know? Be like, I don't oh, know what the hell is going me. on. I'm just going to chuck guys... a grenade at him. What's, what are you well, You could. About? I mean, you, you could. You, it, it sounds silly, I suppose, but it's, it's possible to do. Um, I suppose the question is, should that be legal to own? Should that be legal to hold in your home? But there is, there's a situation just like any weapon, any weapon could be deployed completely legitimately and defensively. All right. (laughs) Okay. I'm just curious on your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all situational. It's all circumstantial. Oh, any, anything else? 
have a good day. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, was I, am I alone in not understanding? On? I have no idea what, what was going on there. I feel like I'm being tricked or played or something. Um, I know. Did you just say the N word and we didn't even notice? Or yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I missed something there. <sighs> but uh, let's talk to Kim before the top of the hour. Kim, how are you? Hi. Are you there? Hello? Oh, there yeah, we go. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's on your mind? Um, well, I wanted to tell you some stories from a base teacher's classroom. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have a student who has been putting a survey on my whiteboard every day since Winter Olympics. Um, the first one was, what's the best Winter Olympic sport? Which is quite clearly women's curling because women are <laughs> um, ice hockey actually won though, but okay, okay. Um, and then so some of the survey, some of the questions have been lighthearted, like is it pronounced caramel or caramel, or um, just some random silly questions. Some of them have a little bit more um, thought provoking or pushing the boundary of. Can I have this conversation in my classroom? Um, so the one question was, when is killing justified? Hmm. Like self-defense, um, capital punishment, or I think vigilante justice, or never, options that he had. Um, self-defense, and I think death penalty were the two that won. Or self-defense was one that won, that one. Self-defense and what one you broke up? Oh, sorry. Um, I think the death penalty and visually justice were close like second and third like mm-hmm. most people said that there's uh, some cases it was only like one of people who said never um and then one like you know thoughts on only fans um and like i'm gonna get fired for that question but nobody actually noticed it so it was okay um, <laughs> and then he was out for vacation the student who was putting these questions on the board he was out for vacation he was taking suggestions from his classmates um, and I heard them talking about one, and I can't let this one go on the board because I probably would get fired. But I think it's hilarious, um, and I like love my students for being this base and awesome. But the question was, what is the best race? Um, <laughs> the options were Daytona 500, uh, ah. Fortune 100, Indianapolis 500, and then yeah. off the very bottom of the index card in small print was white people. Wow. Okay, so it wasn't just a total. It, oh I mean, no, <laughs> there actually is the original, a race. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of like the whole point. I think the original yeah. way he was going to write it was what's the best race, and then list different ethnicities, and then off to the side write Daytona 500. Um, but he switched it up to make it a little less obvious. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, some questions. And then one of the questions that was another one of the suggestions was if people can be transgender can white people be black or so they're getting yeah, at some yeah. really like tough questions yeah and i i love hearing them like have these conversations and discuss it um and also like really hoping that the administrator doesn't walk in when it's a question like that and has a conversation with me but also allow it because it's awesome that is so funny this gives me hope for children yeah there's um there's actually another student of mine um, who drew a swastika on the whiteboard um, at Quizzle practice the other day, and it was mostly correct. It wasn't wow. oriented. It wasn't oriented correctly, but it was like it was close. So the, the, the S's were there. You got to have the, the S's. Yeah. No, no, the S's weren't there. 
No, the S's were there, but it wasn't oriented. Right. It's got to be at like the 45. You know, there's some dispute about the 45 degree angle. What do you mean? Okay, so maybe he was mostly correct then. I think that the real thing is is the, the S. It's got to be the proper. But in terms of it being like this, I think I've seen some that are not oriented in the, in the 45 Like degrees. authentic German stuff of the era? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Not that I've seen, but maybe. I guess I, I can't claim to have seen all the artifacts. I guess the flag is. Wait, no, no, no. It's the uh, the Indian one is not oriented in the same way. Yeah, the Indian one is like a mirror image, and it's and it's not forty five degree right. uh, rotation. I stand corrected. What kind of Nazi am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, okay. So, so the the race poll never made it. Is that what you're saying? It not never made yet. it. Okay. Um, he he just came back from vacation. Has been going through the suggestions. He's been doing some like more light hired ones recently. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll asked to put it on the board or not i probably will have to say no to that one yeah um, <laughs> but i would i would be okay putting him like having the question on the board and just not having white people as an option and seeing how many kids try to add it on because sometimes they do add on their own options and it'd probably be at least one or two um, well you know your school district better than i or we do so you, you tell me if you're playing with fire doing that or not but um well depending what teachers come in at my room um or stop by i know and i do know like what days um the administration will be coming through to like observe and stuff so i can kind of make sure that's a non-controversial one on that day yeah. but i'll i'll push about it as much as i can because you know i want to give these kids a place to have these conversations and yeah. you know that not I think there are the you know no wrong thing in my classroom essentially ah. yeah. yeah well if the poll but, goes up let us know the results Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I am keeping documentation of all most of them, not every single day, but I have, yeah. you know, what the, re- what the question was and the results. So a- anything else before we let you go? Um, yeah, actually, I would like to promote a listener meetup. Um, oh, sure. In Pennsylvania for March 20th. Um, we're going to be renting a movie theater and watching Ooh. the movie pick of the week. How fun. That's really cool. You got That's enough so people cool. to do that. Yeah, so anyone uh, interested can message me on Discord, um, or if it's okay with you, Matt, I can send you an email and they can email yeah, you we can, to... We can do that. Um, so it's okay. Pittsburgh area? Uh, no, um, it's outside of Hershey, Pen- Hershey Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. All so right. So like... Uh, Eastern okay. part of the state. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, listener, what's the date? March 20th? Yeah, March 20th. March 20th. Okay, so if anybody's interested in the details on that, you can find Kim on our Discord server. What's does is your username have the numbers on it or is it just Kim? Um, yeah, 5694. Kim 5694 on on the Discord server or uh of course just send me an email and I will connect uh you to Kim that way. Um Yeah, I'm well, also on the awesome. Lister, like meetup sheet um on your website too. I my information on there, so there may email. Okay. Kim and Hershey. Too. Uh it's actually under lancaster but kim in lancaster okay yeah all right well uh, i look forward to seeing yeah. some pictures from that that's really cool yeah, yeah i'm looking forward thanks, to it kim. yeah thanks. have a wonderful evening guys you okay. as well Bye. wow that sounds like an awesome time um that's so cool we are due for a break uh c2k over on d live thanks for supporting the show let me refresh on tippy stream see if we're good there and uh, we can check in with YouTube and get to the last segment of callers. Mm. Phil over on Tippy Stream <laughs> says Otto von Bismarck famously said the great questions of the day will not be settled by means of speeches and majority decisions, but by iron and blood. Nothing can change 
Uh, nothing has changed about human nature since 1866. Um, yeah, well, those things uh, are always a last resort, but they have to be uh, they have to be on the table and people have to be prepared for them. And uh, when you are dealing with people who insist on pushing you to the end of the earth, eventually you yeah. run out of earth and you will have to defend yourself. You that is the reality. Eventually, yeah. So I hope we don't get to that, but um, we will. But I, we'll <laughs> see. See, now that the Corona stuff is going away, it's I, I it's like I, I'm so conditioned and jaded by these people it's like i know i know you're just gearing up for the next bullshit though i know that something's going to happen with this ukraine stuff or something's going to happen with something else and we're going to have some new crisis by which you guys get to abuse us again i i know you're not just letting go of your power and we're just going to be done with this that was the other thing in the in the um state of the union uh last night now it could just be a product of Joe Biden needing something, anything that most Americans have some semblance of general agreement on, or it could be that we are conditioning ourselves to get ready to go to war or something like that. But there were more Ukrainian flags in in our in our House of Representatives than American flags. I'll tell you that 100 oh percent. And Joe Biden talked for. Like all, 10 to 15 minutes about Ukraine first. It was the state of Ukraine Why? speech. There's you have nothing to but Ukraine. Why he cares so much? It, it is, it is, it does make me worry. And then he he goes from praising the freedom fighters of Ukraine and saying tyranny will never win, freedom will always win, to ripping on Americans who have so-called assault weapons. And guess he recycled the Kevlar deer vest line. Ugh. Remember that one? What do you yes. think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Ugh. No, I think the Russian army is trying to take over my country. That's what I think. That's why yeah. I have this rifle. Well, you don't, what do you need a hundred rounds? Well, uh, for Putin's army, I might. Yeah. Probably be pretty useful. Good grief. <laughs> you, you praise them for it, but God, dude. Mm. And it's like, do you want to learn if you're in that situation, we actually have to fight an occupying force. Do you want to learn how to use a rifle 10 minutes before it's necessary? I know you well, need to practice a lot. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. It's like, it's like riding a bike. You can learn the basics quickly, but if you really want to be good at it, yeah, uh, you, you want to develop practice. that muscle memory. You want to actually be a fighter, which, you know, I, I'm not, I don't train enough to, to call myself that, but I, I know that it, you don't just pick up a rifle and suddenly uh, move with it efficiently and hit your targets on the move and do all the things that you need to do just because you have a rifle. You suck yeah. with it. If you just got it five minutes ago. Exactly. Yep. Uh, are you good over there? Yeah. Uh, I be ripping them. I often <laughs> fart during the show. Oh, thank you. I That's hope uh, we okay. can't, we can't smell, smell them. So I hope they're satisfying to you. Shouting from the cheap seats. Um, shame on Putin for ruining vacations. Hashtag stand with joy. Uh, yeah, that was the Joy Behar bit on The View. Oh. Did you see that? Mm-mm. She's worried that she can't go to the Italian coast now because of conflict in Does Ukraine. Does she have a villa there? Something like that, yeah. Darun Albane. They say, why lab in Ukraine on borders? I say, why lab in Wuhan next to wet market? Why lab? I get the Wuhan context, but the Ukraine context, I'm a little confused. Is there a lab in Ukraine I don't know about? Maybe. We suck at this show. We should quit. <laughs> we had a good I run. We had a, know, thank you. I'm sorry I didn't yours. know the reference. But someone else was referencing a lab in Ukraine before and we didn't know. So you I should Google probably, this. I've... 
Okay, Ukraine. I haven't been on the Chan in a while. Uh, Seagram's Gen. Yeah. For the caller, be ready to support 100% when adoption becomes desirable in the future. It may unfold as a wonderful redemption if it comes to pass. Never give up hope in the Lord. Yeah, I guess she could do IVF, too. Well, here is USA Today fact check false claim of U.S. biolabs in Ukraine tied to Russian disinformation campaign. So this tells me that it's 100 oh, so percent true, true and the chatter is correct. Yeah. <laughs> USA Today rating false based on our research. We rate we rate we rate false the claim that there are U.S. biolabs in Ukraine funded by the U.S. government. The post well, misrepresents a treaty that. between the U.S. and Ukraine preventing aimed at preventing biological threats. The labs mm. are owned in... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So there are labs. Here we go. The labs are owned and funded by the Ukrainian government. The Secret Service of Ukraine and the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine have said the claim is false. Oh, well, there you go. Reports indicate that the claim is tied to a years-long Russian disinformation campaign aimed at discrediting the United States. So uh, just like... Uh, no, 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 no. We don't, we, don't, we don't pay for research, uh, gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. We just uh, give grants to a nonprofit that, that, that then subcontracts uh, to the Wuhan lab. It's totally different. Sounds Are they working like on COVID-22 in there? Probably. I don't know anything about this. This is news to me, so I'm looking at it for the first time. But anytime Sounds I see fact checkers and experts say, that's a pretty good yeah. indicator. Uh, they're saying something not true. Is Fauci involved in this at all? Uh, he's involved in everything. He's got to have his hands in it. That his grubby little, little Italian mitts. bastard, yeah. <laughs> Knuckle hunky buck. Uh, no matter which race turns out to be the best, I'm rooting for Brandon to win it. <laughs> yeah, well, all let's right. go. I... I all my let's go Brandon Sounders have been deleted. I have to restore them. God damn it. Good. good thing they're not they're not I didn't lose any data though. I like it's all still on my computer. I still have them. Man, Susan makes it rough on me sometimes. All right. Uh Jovan, Hovan, however I pronounce it. Um ah! what's what's on your mind? Hovan? Jovan? Hello. I, yeah, I asked you conversation. <laughs> yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, well, uh, first off, how's the end of the world? <laughs> it's okay. Well, I feel like we, I feel, it feels to me like we've been hanging out on the precipice for a long time. And we're just kind yeah. of, we're hanging on the teeter totter over the edge for the last uh, year or two. So you kind of get comfortable after a while. Yeah. Just warm your feet by the nuclear hellfire. <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't yeah. want to live forever anyway. No, who does? Seriously. Uh, but no, the thing I wanted to talk about with all the craziness going on, the stupid, stupid, stupid bullshit with uh, Ukraine and all that, like, first off, like, it's worth noting, take everything from either side of that conflict. Take every piece of information coming out of there with a grain of bullshit. Yeah. Because, you know... Uh, from my perspective, it's kind of a heel program. Russia's an asshole, but <laughs> on some level, so's Ukraine. I I, I don't I, know I'm much. With you. Yeah. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know much about how Ukraine is governed, but I've seen some reports about how uh, Zelensky has cracked down on you know pro-Russian what he's what he calls pro-Russian media and in some some of his pro-Russian political opponents. To, we keep hearing Ukraine yeah. described as like this beacon of freedom and democracy. Why? And, Why and would anybody think that? Well, it's possible that compared to Russia, maybe it is, I don't know. I don't know enough about both of them, but I've seen information on how Zelensky has governed and I wouldn't call it um, 
some sort of beacon of liberty. This sounds like no. it has a lot of similar sort of iron fistedness toward opposition that we associate with Putin and um, and other leaders like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, except for the Chernobyl fart cloud, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big improvement over the former Soviet Union. I suppose, yeah. But, yeah, it uh, it is worth noting, with that going on, with the psychotic reaction to the trucker protest in Canada, and the likely sequel uh, that's going to be turning up stateside... Uh, uh, yeah, there was a convoy that drove through town here today. They had to shut down parts of the interstate for it, apparently. Godspeed. Yeah. There, I see. I thought the truckers were going to D.C. for the State of the Union, though. Or maybe there are just more groups of them. I don't know. Maybe maybe parts of the road got snowed in. I know that that happened to me the other day for an appointment. And I fucking live in California. Mm. Like there was a road closure due to snow. And what part of California? Are you in like Tahoe or something? Uh, Central Valley had to. Oh, okay. Yeah, had to. Yeah, we were having to go down to L.A. for a radiation treatment for my dog, mm. and mm. ended up having to move the appointment to the next day because you know, you know, because the main road out got you know snowed out, snowed and we mm. would have missed the appointment mm. on the on the alternative. But the big thing to remember right now is with all the craziness going on, I'm sure I'm going to get shit from Blonde for this, but... Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's important that we not give up on trying to reach the normies. Mm-hmm. Ah. Obviously... Yeah, see, I figured I'd get that reaction. I, I agree. Carry on. Yeah, obviously... I had a discussion in Razor's Discord with someone, and I, I told them I believe it's every bit as stupid to completely cut off the normies and just discount them and throw them to the wolves. It's every bit as stupid to do that, in my opinion, as it would be to dedicate the entirety of your energy and effort to trying to convert them. It there, There is a healthy balance there, and something Razorfist pointed out in one of his streams, there's there's really never a point where the time for talk is truly over. Even during the American Revolution, there was still, you know, the founders were still putting out pamphlets, yeah, uh, you know, giving speeches here and there, actually trying to reach people, if not to convince them to join the fight, then to convince them to just stay out of the way and not help the enemy. Yeah. yeah. So... There- there is almost nobody among us who has stayed in the exact same political or philosophical mindset his or her entire life. You kind of move along the spectrum of that viewpoint uh, because either your experience changes your perspective on things or discussions with people do. And I know that I'm here because uh, people challenged me in good faith and uh, I couldn't beat them. So I joined them and, uh, you know, it, it, I'm amazed to Blonde's point. I'm amazed there are still people just now waking up to the bullshit after yeah, two years. I guess there are. But, but I, yeah, I agree that that you uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't purity test people when they come around and, and get it. Generally speaking, unless they've been 
The only time I'm, I can kind of get with that is if they have been particularly abusive with others and then they suddenly yeah. see the light. Yeah. Or, or it's a sudden massive shift like Tulsi Gabbard going from American communist, not Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Kirsten Cinema going from American communist party to running as a green party candidate to mm. suddenly being a moderate Democrat when she's, you know, stealing uh, the Senate election in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, 19, in 1996 or whenever that happened, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, did, yeah, 2018 counts as historical at this point. That oh, yeah, no, that's true. Up. You can say that. I think you can say, I forgot, she was elected in 2018. You're right. That was the McSally election. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can say on YouTube that the 2018 election was rigged, just not 2020, I think. Yeah, <laughs> particular parts of it, like in, in a couple uh, key areas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, any final thoughts from you? And, you know, just, you know, keep the faith. Don't let the bastards get you down. Uh Try to avoid getting blood pilled and just going full. I don't care what happens. I just want the enemy to suffer. Try yeah. to withhold that. Try to withhold that till the actual shooting starts. <laughs> uh, which, it ne- which it never will, uh, Susan. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. God willing, I, I don't want it. But <laughs> well, yeah that that's if, the st- if, go if ahead. it does re- refrain from going full psycho until it's absolutely necessary. And gotcha. Godspeed. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye bye. You too. Oh. Uh, you have any additional thoughts or are you just sighing because you're sighing? No, I just, the state of the world. I, I don't know. I was hmm. having difficulty processing everything that's going on lately. Uh, you mean out, like flat. in the, in the news or what? The news cycles have been really overwhelming. This Russia thing. I don't know. It's it's not necessarily what's going on. It's everybody's reaction to it. Like if I have to hear from one more person, this is World War Three, World War Three. China's going to invade Taiwan. Russia and and China are going to be the the new world order. We're going to get taken. I'm like, I can't. I have to like change diapers and stuff. I can't fucking. Do this. <laughs> but that that's how it should be to a, to a big extent. Yeah, you got to stay focused on what matters what in your life locally. That said, we're obviously not in World War Three now. Um, if things took a certain turn here or there, could we end up in a, in a conflict like that? Yeah. I think the conditions are, are there. I don't think it's an yeah. insane prediction, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, <sighs> I, I'm, I'm mostly, I just, I'm exhausted by, it's like I said, watching the state of the union last night and feeling like there was more enthusiasm. I and mean, we're talking members of Congress decked out in blue and yellow, like yeah. wearing the Why? colors of another country. Why? I get it that I understand I'm on board with the idea that based on my understanding, it's wrong for Putin to do what he's doing. I agree. But why do we have to become cheerleaders for this other country more so than we're cheerleaders for our own at the time at a speech that's supposed to be about the state of our country? I just don't understand. That's what's getting me frustrated. And so I, I feel like maybe I'm getting too jaded or pessimistic about this like am i just allowing my reaction to other people dictate my opinion of it as opposed to the principles of of what's happening i hope not i don't know but i but it, it, that doesn't I, really sound like you but these days it's like sometimes when all the wrong people are saying something you have to question it you have to be like what, what, what these people lied about everything for like the last 10 years why why right. should i suddenly get on board with this now 
I don't know. There's just something, there's something weird afoot. And that's kind of where the world war three stuff comes in too. It's like the conflict among the countries is possible, but the leadership of our country uh, and the power centers that exist right now, they probably have an interest in it. They probably would love it. They want to see it happen. Yeah, of course they do. Ugh. Okay. Nicholas, I was supposed to, I was supposed to calm your, your fears there. And I just made it way worse. What, what am I doing? It's fine. Yeah. Your job is not to reassure a neurotic woman that isn't your wife. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's perfectly <laughs> phrased. Appreciate it. Uh, Nicholas is up next. Nicholas. Hey, hey, Matt. hey, Lon. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, cool little system you got there, Matt. Uh, as far as, what do you mean? The Discord system? Yeah, that thing's great. Uh, well, I appreciate the compliment, but I don't know if I would call it great. It does work, though. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked for you. Duct tape part of the production. Yeah, it's um, a necessary ingredient. The first ingredient. Yeah. So, uh, wanted to talk to you tonight, Matt, about the necessary journey from libertarianism to authoritarianism. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you haven't heard this before, so uh, I don't like know that I've heard it called right? necessary, but yeah, we've sure I, go for it. It's it's necessary if you want to get to libertarianism. So. Hmm. Um, you're a noble guy, and uh, you would lead a great libertarian society, but can't get us there because our enemies are ruthless. And um, so I had submitted that chat about the rules for radicals on Sunday, and Blonde, you oh, yeah. read it. You're a voracious reader. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Matt, you should definitely read it. But what it calls for oh, is sure. effectively takeover by any means necessary. And so obviously they would never steal an election, but... Um, there's a good story in that book of this, the author, Saul Linsky, re- abstaining from bringing to light an opponent's affair because it wasn't necessary. But then he goes on to say, you know, I would have totally done it and destroyed his family <laughs> if, if I needed to win. Um, and so that's kind of what we're dealing with. And so after taking the society, um, you can implement the recreation of culture and rewriting of history and the new moral good. And that's, that's basically everything that they lay out in the book and it's kind of everything we've seen the left do since obama Um, yeah but well what really what really uh, bugs me about that that phrasing or framing is 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 us as people defining the moral good right is that is that what uh saul says or is that what you mean to say or saul says yeah he he basically says take over the culture and then you uh-huh. write history and you rewrite what the moral good is. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't like yeah. that premise at all. That like that good is just what we say it is. And after we assume power, um, we'll, we'll decide what we'll decide what good is and that'll be it. Um, you, I mean, you can say what good is and you can say your end goal is libertarianism, but, mm-hmm. but until then they're going to do everything in their power to steamroll you and they're going to come for your guns, and you're going to defend yourself, and then they're going to take your house, uh, and they're going to take your family, and leave you in a cold jail cell floor, and you're going to have your principles left, and that's about it. Well, I guess the the pushback I would have, I don't doubt that there are people out there who want to do that. I think that a lot of these people would delete all of us with an execution button if they could, and there was no oh, yeah. intervening yeah. factor. Uh, how do I differentiate, though, between the people who would do that and the people who wouldn't? I guess what I'm saying is, how do I know that the actions that you're advocating to take against them are, in fact, just because they would do it to me? How do I know they would do it to me and how do I know who they are? 
Well, because they're currently doing it to you. I mean, last night Joe Biden said you you shouldn't have you shouldn't have any. Well, he didn't say you shouldn't have any guns, but he he said there's no reason you should have a rifle with a high capacity. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. You know, slurred <laughs> it effectively. But he he's they're coming for you, and you know it, and you've seen it. The last you, you've seen it in the election. Um, and, and you're seeing it every day. They're, they're coming for your kids. You can't send your kid to public school anymore. I mean, I agree with that premise in general, that, that unjust aggressions are being committed. And I would agree that, um, defense against them is, is generally justified. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how to, what you're talking about seems to be more offensive in nature. Like you need to take over and, and, uh, I suppose force these people out of positions of power or, or however you want to handle your opposition. I, I, if you're talking about offensive action, I just don't know how, how do you properly identify and justifiably identify those enemies unless they've taken action against you already? Well, I wouldn't say that you have to necessarily identify the enemy and take them out with like a force, mm-hmm. but it would be a much more ruthless voting for politicians like a Bobert or somebody who's not going to give no, no shit and see no ground. To yeah. anyone ever, and will will steamroll back equally as well as they try to steamroll over us. Yeah. No, but, it's 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 really yeah. difficult. I, I'm I'm fully conscious of this kind of um. It's it's sort of a libertarian's paradox in that yeah. liberty only survives among people who value it. And if you are so deferential to everybody else to the point that you will tolerate um the the influx of values that are hostile to you until they destroy you. Well, liberty itself has been defeated at that point. So there's got to be some sort of active effort to preserve the conditions that preserve liberty itself. It's just very hard to do because I'm not, you know, I don't I don't want to abuse other people. I don't want to violate their rights. That's the whole that's the basis of the entire philosophy. How do you dif- it's just uh, I'm not even well, asking you to define it. I'm just kind of speaking rhetorically. It's very difficult to identify who is who is the threat to that and who is just kind of a person going along to get along yeah yeah i guess i guess you're you're making a good point is because i can't identify it on an individual basis i can only identify it on a societal basis yeah, but but i don't think I, you're wrong what, in that like it exists i i agree to the premise that it exists all i would encourage you to do is read that book and just recognize how how ruthless they would be and come in coming after you. And he has a good he has a good piece in there about Gandhi that yeah. is kind of like the inversion of what you are. So like Gandhi got like his big fame and like made so much political impact because he did these nine nonviolent protests. And mm-hmm. then when the Brits got out and India uh, basically took over, there were these Muslim factions that were more or less rebelling and they were rebelling against the Indian government with nonviolent protests and uh the leader of the government was like gandhi we need you to not like support nonviolent protests anymore and he was like okay cool i won't and it became a it became illegal to do that uh in india and so they basically quelled the rebellion that way and that's kind of an inversion of what you need to do but um or what i would like you to do but you do whatever you want to do well i I, I understand I understand the points that you're making. And I, I, like I said, I get that there are, I think there are the people out there who would abuse you if they could are real. I just, I'm very, I'm very cautious of the premise that I need to enact those abuses myself to stop them from doing the abuses. I think they might, 
I just I don't want to become the abuser to stop the abuser. Then it's just I'm the abuser that I would oppose in any other circumstance. Yes, but it's either that or they're gonna they're gonna bleed you to death by a thousand yeah. cuts slowly. Yeah, I I, I can understand. Yeah, I mean I I'm not uh, I don't think the points you're making are are wrong. I just uh, I I don't want to become the very evil that that these people are. You know, and I think it's very it's. If you don't handle it perfectly, you can easily have that happen to you. True. All right. Well, thanks for everything you guys do. I'll peace out. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. Well, let's see. We got a time for maybe a call or two more. What do we have for email questions tonight? A lot or are we good? Standard. Pretty standard. Okay. So maybe we'll have uh, time to get through these last two. Uh, Drift Rock, are you there? I am. What's in your mind? Well, um, uh, the last time I got through, you uh, guys asked me to uh, bring uh, white pill this time, and I think ah. I've got a cup. Um, first of all, I, I need to add a disclaimer that I'm not a member of the clergy, and what I'm about <laughs> to say almost certain to be uh, heretical in, in one denomination or another of Christianity. But, okay. Uh, uh, Joshy boy set me up for the one uh, thing um, I, I heard uh, a few weeks ago. Matt was um, concerned about the idea of uh, you know th- uh, threatened into the faith, you know, with with the uh, threat of hell. And oh, so, yeah. um, right, right. Yeah, I, 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 I got a different way for you to look at this, mm-hmm. and at the risk of sounding a little Peterson esque. Um, think of God as the, uh, the, um, uh, incarnation of whatever you consider to be good, whether it's love or the truth or beauty, logic, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you value, think of, think of God as the, um, the embodiment of that. And then think of, uh, heaven is you get to spend eternity in the presence of God, which is in, in the presence of all these things that that you, you may value and think of hell as just uh, being eternally uh, absent from uh, God. And that would be eternally absent from all these things uh, in which you might find value. Mm-hmm. And, and if that doesn't sound terrible enough to spend eternity out of the presence of God, just think of being on your way home from a business trip and finding yourself stuck in any major airport in the country for an additional 12 hours because Southwest canceled your flight. Yeah. That it's pretty awful. Yeah. And just take that awfulness and stretch it over all of eternity. And that that's hell in, in my view. Okay. <laughs> that, that's the, that's, one thing the other thing was um um uh, two or three weeks back uh maybe longer someone made reference to um if uh, the passage in ephesians 5 where where it says wives submit to your husbands as to the lord and and uh i first became uh, acquainted with this when i was getting married and this was one of the um passages that the uh the that the episcopal church said that could be read at the ceremony and as it turned out the 
hipster priest was unwilling to 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 read it because it wasn't um it wasn't politically correct but yeah yeah i thought it w- was one of the most brilliant pieces of advice that i'd ever heard and the reason i felt that way was because of an experience i had um when i was a reservist i used to you know show up for my 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 time uh, you know once a month and for my two weeks a year and i would you know do my job the best i could but um i you know, I really wasn't that worried about if things went right or what they went wrong because I was just following orders and it really wasn't on me. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, the bastards did me really dirty. They they promoted me and they put me in charge. And, <laughs> so and it suddenly you're responsible for, every- for some decisions. Is that what you're saying? Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 suddenly for every hour they paid me for, I I worked three because now um if things went wrong it was it was on me and so i realized then that i i think that's what paul was on about with this passage because um i i've seen you know uh uh, you know women who have made the mistake of not um you know uh putting their husbands at least nominally in charge and what happens is the husbands are like I was at drill, uh, drill before I got promoted. I would, the, you know, the, the, the husband will show up. He'll he'll do his part. And, you know, um, other than that, you know, he's like one of the kids. Yeah. And then and then, you know, 20 years in, um, she's all upset that, you know, he's, quote unquote, not there for her or or uh, even worse. He, he he's gotten bored because he doesn't see that he has any any uh you know skin in the game and yeah he finds some skin elsewhere <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah i, I so, yeah i i think that um almost invariably is that the case that that men are going to be in a much happier uh, position as the as the ultimate head of their household and in general their wives are going to be happier with that uh arrangement as well i I think we would probably agree on that blonde gender we've spoken about that many times i think it's just the more you try to fight that it's it's like it's not that uh, c.s lewis has a lot of good um discussion on that topic about the relationships between men and women and of course in the con uh, the the relationship of marriage i I value my wife's opinion and we agree because we agree on values we agree on our decision making almost always but where we don't it it can't be uh, a true democracy because there are two of us it's right. a, it's deadlocks there has to be You'll a tiebreaker and so when we do disagree we we sort of agree that you know i'm i'm the head of household that's the decision that i will make and she'll support that decision even if she disagrees with it personally and we're both happy for that arrangement it's not that everybody has to do that necessarily but i think that's kind of the natural order of things and i think that that uh, it makes it makes men and women happiest most of the time to the, to the point you're making. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the, uh, the the truth is uh, once the, the wife is mom, (laughs) she, she has the lion's share of power in the household, but, but yeah, if, if she doesn't, if she doesn't, uh, you know, put some responsibility on the husband um, uh, for, you know, uh, 
making decisions there there won't be that that yeah. uh, investment and and, and well, another uh another uh 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 piece of what? evidence that this is the case is if you look at uh, a um, volunteer organizations it's almost impossible to get people to agree to be in charge of anything <laughs> yeah that's yeah. probably true i suppose we're really tight on the clock i'll probably yep. have to yep. wrap uh, this up quickly but yep. if you want a final yep. word go for it no no i just uh just uh that was it and and um um i just uh at since blonde needed her ego stroked i just wanted to say that that uh, uh you guys really um occupy an unfortunately large <laughs> spot in my life anymore it's just ah. a, oh no uh, that's good well, well thank you for tuning in <laughs> and thank you for calling appreciate we it. appreciate that thank oh, you oh, oh, it, it, and I forgot to drop my uh, my my YouTube secret identity again. Uh, I, I'm Esoterica Unbound. Oh, That's yeah. right. Thank you for uh, for yep. supporting the show as well. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank yep. you, man. Yep. Have a good All evening. All right. We have uh, one last caller. We'll take. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I was just talking about this earlier today. Um, it's like what's what's the number one number one turnoff for women? Uh, ask her to make a decision. Basically. Oh, <laughs> It's hundred percent true. Don't don't put a woman in that position, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, take a leadership role. Be assertive. Uh, do not ask women to make decisions. They will run away from you quickly if you do. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood isn't history. You're right. I'll keep you brief. Sure. What do you think Russia is bad and Ukraine is good, or vice versa? Hmm. Let us remember: both Ukrainians and Russians are our people. Uh, Western kind is a single people with many countries. Uh, the bottom line is we, we shouldn't tolerate these brother wars anymore. They're anti-white. Don't let the media make you want to slaughter your brothers. Are Slavs do. really white, though? <laughs> yes. Let's get let's get the important <laughs> details. Anglo power. Um, no, I, I hear you. I, I hear where you're coming from. My nuance on this is that um, historically, Russia may have been hijacked by an elite few and potentially can't be trusted. And that might be happening to Ukraine right now. So I'm just saying that like there are forces at play that cannot be trusted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. A... Oh, did you, yes. did you have any more, did you have any more thoughts you wanted to add or. Oh yeah. On bringing over vagues, normies. Oh, we sure. absolutely need to reach millions of our people because we need the resources, the liquidity, liquidity, the talent, etc., to recapture our destiny. Uh, if you think blonde, you think waking up the masses is, is impossible. Uh, I recommend check out the book "Go Free" by Jason Kuna. It's a red pill manual. It really works. I know you hmm. were on his show last year, so we probably already sent you a copy. But if you're skeptical, I just want to say I brought my brainwashed anti-white mother over to white well-being using the methods in that book so oh, really? if, she can, if she can be saved believe me anybody can <laughs> so that, there's hope all right thank you for the call man appreciate it thank you have a good night okay that will uh do it on callers tonight uh appreciate everybody who called in and appreciate uh patience if you didn't make it in tonight as well and uh if you are looking to participate but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. Look for the uh, call-in show question form on the contact page of the website. 
And uh, that's how you submit. And we'll get to those uh, at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Ian says, over the last few years, I've come to the conclusion that freedom can't be a universal value and that not playing by the left's tactics is like playing football and punting uh, on every down. No matter how, how good your defense is, eventually you'll lose. Would being, for lack of a better word, authoritarians for the good really be worse than slowly retreating until we're forced to be uh, off the cliff by the left? Of course not. Of course not. But, you know, it's really hard to control the narrative once you become authoritarian. So I understand Skag's trepidation um, on this issue. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be murdered because I stuck to my principles. Well, but that's not if you are defending yourself in that way, that's not a moral wrong, though, either. You know, authoritarians for good to me is kind of a contradiction in terms. What you're saying yeah. is you have a you have an entitlement to violate the rights of other people because you are pursuing some sort of higher moral structure. It's for their but, own good, though. But that's the problem is there is no good in violating the rights of other people. Those are yeah. fundamental moral truths. And that's why I would consider it a contradiction in terms. Does that mean you have to run forever while someone chases you and tries to kill you? No, you have a right to stand your ground. Uh, you have a right to defend yourself. But authoritarian for good to me implies a, a, a large degree of offensive action. I get yeah. to take control of other people because... I have some entitlement to because they're too they're beneath me. They're too stupid. They're too this. They're too that. Um, to me, that is um, there's just no such thing as doing that for the good. It's fundamentally wrong. So I just I can't even I can't even accept the 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 phrasing or the term, to be honest. OK, I, I hear you. I hear you. I disagree, but I hear you. Uh, well, um, just in, just in the inner interest of fleshing out the idea a little bit, um, I suppose what are, what are the goods that can be you disagree how I suppose the do we agree that individuals have rights that can't yes. be violated justifiably you have god given rights as an individual yes yeah okay so how if authoritarianism can authoritarianism be achieved without the violation of those no so but, how so how does authoritarianism question, for because good you're you're placing uh not violating individual rights as the the highest priority of all the priorities i think that cultural unity and perseverance of, of the western spirit and keeping the flame alive that is the number one goal if i have to violate people's people's individual rights i genuinely don't but what is what is that flame other than respect for and the upholding of, of individual rights well, I think that we have to protect the um, we've got to protect the the literature, the history. We have to stop all of that from be becoming erased in, in, in the mind of people. That's not going to happen unless. It, well, it, it's possible that we can retain it while still retaining individual rights. But like I can see a situation where we aren't able to do both. And in that situation, like I see where you're coming from. Like, I don't necessarily want to violate individuals rights. But if there is something of a good authoritarianism uh, where we can kind of reset, that is a preferable future to me. Well, than... I mean, you're, yeah, you're talking about def defending and preserving things. And I'm fundamentally on board with that. Um, By mandate, though, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we're maybe we're not on the same page on that. But but among a people with proper values, proper moral structure, mandates are less and less necessary. I mean, if if. 
the the wisdom is if men were angels, government wouldn't be necessary at all. Men, of course, aren't. But the closer we get to being those angels, the less need there is for force. And I think ultimately, I, at least I would hope we agree, we want people to live good lives by their own choosing, not because someone put a gun to their head. Right. Well, it's yeah, hard to that do would though. be ideal. Yeah. But people uh, are really stupid. So I'm not really sure that we're going to be able to do that. Um, hopefully they are. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the intelligence will improve then. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah. Um, this is Charlie. Do you think that Biden is playing 4D chess to cover up his son's dealings in Ukraine? Think about it. He totally messed up the withdrawal from Afghanistan, signaling to Russia his weakness in foreign affairs ready for Putin to exploit to achieve his long-term goal of taking back Ukraine. Putin purges and disbands the government of Ukraine, thus removing all evidence of any wrongdoing on Hunter hmm. or Joe's part. It's watertight. Uh, no, I I definitely don't think that's what's going on here. Also, how how would disbanding the government of Ukraine remove all evidence of wrongdoing? That evidence still exists irrespective of the, you know, the civil conflict that's going on basically in Ukraine right now. I yeah, I suppose you're right that there have to be records of um, various corrupt dealings that exist outside of, say, government buildings in Ukraine. That's got to yeah. be uh, on servers all over the world by now. But um, do I think that this is like preposterous? I can give as much credit to a theory like this as there is involvement between corrupt involvement between Ukrainian officials and mm-hmm. the Biden family personally and other right. members of, of the U.S. government generally. Do I... Uh, it is awfully odd and noticeably coincidental that the the country, the place where his son came under so much scrutiny for all these corrupt dealings, just <laughs> happens to be the place where now, coincidental. now we're doing the state of Ukraine for 15 minutes at yeah. the start. Of, what, what is this? There's That's not just happenstance. There's something, right. there's more than meets the eye. I don't know that, it, I'm not saying it explains the entire conflict with Russia and that it's all some weird uh, designed to protect Hunter. There's just a lot of conveniences and sometimes conveniences align and maybe right. there are conveniences pursued for, for the reasons the the emailer is describing. Yep. Yep. Caden Lear says, I believe the purpose of life is to come to experience mortality, the failings and desires to have a body or of having a body, have a family and to progressively better ourselves until we die. Contrasting this uh, to the belief by some that life is a race with different starting points based on privilege and that the winners are those who go the farthest. Do you agree with me or do you have a different take? The purpose of life is to come to experience mortality. Um, the failings. Uh, do I have a different take? Well, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. Okay. I don't necessarily believe in this life as a race concept, as in like a literal foot race. We go to the finish line and I have to beat you or I have to beat that person or, you know, there can't you can be competitive if you want to. But fundamentally, the purpose and the enjoyment that I get out of my life is not related to um, my comparisons to other people. It's it's about fulfilling, fulfilling my own purpose to the best that I possibly can, whether that's better or worse than this question. Someone Um, else. I'm a little bit lost on it, too, but I'm going to I will say I I don't agree with the second presentation at all. Right. Um, I'm I'm not sure what the emailer means on purpose of life to experience mortality, the failings and desires of having a body, have a family and to progressively better ourselves. Yeah, that's close. If I had to explain the meaning of life, I'd get pretty close to saying that. Yeah, I mean, I think that fundamentally there is some purpose 
for which we're all put on this earth. And we're all generally doing the same thing, not by our, not necessarily because we all just independently chose to, but because we have this drive to survive, to procreate, to build the best lives for ourselves that we possibly can. That is the essence of what human purpose is. And, um, I, you know, I want to know how that came to be, who, who or what made that happen? What's the origin of that? But, um, so yeah, roundabout way of saying I would agree with the emailers presentation generally. Yeah. I agree. Um, although I reject that those are kind of the opposite life perspectives. I don't, I don't could, really understand. Th- yeah. They're not necessarily mutually ex- exclusive, but I think, I think that, um, you're going to, if you live your life constantly comparing yourselves to others, comparing yourself to others, you're going to be disappointed and kind of, uh, miser- you, you need to, um, well, what's the, what's the, um, what's the Jordan Peterson rule? You compare yourself to, to yourself yesterday. Basically you don't, don't compare know. I think there's wisdom in that. You you shouldn't be comparing yourself to like, you know, some rich and famous person or somebody who you think has something so much better than you. Compare yourself to who, you, because it it's about um, the improvement of yourself. You have to yeah, but sometimes be a better you can't person do that today. unless you compare yourself to others. I suppose, but you can look at yourself yesterday and say, "Where was I? Where could I be?" You know, and yeah. it can be discouraging to look at other people who maybe have way more money or way more talent or way more this or that. Well, it's not necessarily about what they have. It's about you being a better person today than you were tomorrow. So just reference yourself more than, than others in that respect. Frank, the knee grow blonde. How did you decide to live in Coeur d'Alene? Was it your decision or your husband's? What other States or places within Idaho did you consider? I considered no other places within Idaho. So we knew we couldn't have kids in Seattle. Um, and my parents were living there and my family. And so we kind of wanted to stay close to family. So it was going to have to be somewhere where we could get back to Seattle. So we like visited North Bend and some other places. And uh, we were like, no, we can't have kids here. And then we came to Coeur d'Alene. This was in 2017. And I was like, this place is going to blow up. Let's move here and buy all the properties that we can afford. <laughs> and then I pretty much it was right before my husband deployed. And then, like, we got some books on house flipping, and I just had a feeling about Coeur d'Alene. So we bought a few houses, and then, um, yeah, and Coeur d'Alene just exploded. Good thing Seattle fell. That was the best thing that's ever happened to me financially. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was a logistical decision, and then it was also, like, um, I couldn't raise my kids in, in Seattle. And uh, Coeur d'Alene is just, like, a nice, wholesome place. I really like it. So does everybody else, apparently. Welcome to uh, welcome to the hellscape that is California influx. Oh, God, I know. Um, mold tea pass. When Hollywood makes Beauty and the Bait of the movie, who would you choose? To, oh God, uh, <laughs> to play both of you. Obviously, the casting will be woke, so you can only choose non-white actors. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Will Maybe Smith, it is for me. That's the natural one. That's Why? It's the, the obvious pick. <laughs> Who's that actor that plays Precious? That's who I'd pick for me. Uh, She's morbidly obese. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Gabriel. Precious and Will Smith. Uh, the okay. actress is. Hold on. It's star. It's 2009 starring Gabori Sidibi. That sounds right. Whatever. Is she dead yet? No, still not. No, still not dead. Looking at it. Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, seriously speaking, if you had to pick anybody, who would you pick? I don't know who I would pick. Wow. Uh, do you have a, Do you feel like there's an obvious actor to play me? I don't. I I can't think of an obvious person for either one of us. No, to be honest, I can't. Um... I guess we have Macaulay to punt. Culkin. Oh yeah, I could be Macaulay. Culkin. We did look exactly like each other as children. Thankfully, not anymore. Okay, Macaulay and uh, uh, who? I'm trying to think. What? I don't know. I'm gonna have to punt on this. It's yeah, not good listening for me just to sit here it's and a rattle my it's brain. It's a trap. Yeah. So the the uh, the fat chick from Precious, it is. Yep. Chris M says, "Hey faggots." If all the mandates disappear, there will be people that choose to wear masks and follow all the previous regulations. Do you have any feelings toward them that are different than the people who balked since the beginning or people that followed orders even when the orders were to reduce restrictions? Um, well, I can only process these people. This is kind of interesting. This is sort of related to the caller that we had about um that, that caller trying to encourage authoritarian, authoritarian tendencies within me yeah. in pursuit of the values of liberty. Now, in a world where none of this was ever mandated and masks maybe were recommended and the and but we all had our free choice, I'd probably like smirk at mask people because I personally think it's silly, but it wouldn't bother me um, to the degree that I would feel compelled to <laughs> that I'd feel an urge to rip it off of their faces or something. Ugh. We've lived in a world, though, where these people have felt the right to confront us and to make gestures of force against us, whether it's masks or vaccine mandates or just any of the any any of the nonsensical bullshit that we've endured for the last couple of years. So when I see those people now, um, I don't see it as someone. This is why I relate it to the past caller. It's unfair of me, I would say, because I don't know that person. I don't know that that person wearing the mask has ever hassled somebody, ever harassed somebody. But but in the context of how we've been treated for this long, I feel like I look at those people now and I think, no, no, you need to be harassed into removing that mask. You need to have someone come up and tell you, get that shit off your face. Did you see Ron DeSantis do that at a college or a high school? The yeah. other day. Take those off. <laughs> they it's don't not do necessary. Anything. This is so stupid. Shit's one of the kids stupid. left his on, I think. Yeah, I think one did. Um, I, I don't know if this is actually getting at the question, but I guess what I'm saying is I once there are there have been no there have been no mandates, uh, at least as a matter of the state here in Montana for like a year. Some stores ask you to. But um but people still do it. And I, I look upon those people because of everything we've been through. I, I will admit, I look upon them with more scorn than I would have scorn. in a world where this was right. all, this was all free choice. Rightly or wrongly, I do. Yeah. Uh, we should be harassing the shit of these people <laughs> in future. If they don't comply to um, the cultural norms, which are going to be to remove these masks. It's insane. Hmm. Um, crazy custodian, Matt, in my local grocery store, I'm finding fewer and fewer people. What? Did we just read this? No, same theme. Oh, though. okay. Um, fewer and fewer people with face masks, and at my work, they have removed the face mask mandate. Can it be possible that things are getting better and people are waking up to this nonsense? I know blonde is feels, blonde feels, right? She doesn't need the people who are now coming to their senses, only now coming to their senses. But I see it more like someone coming out of a cult takes time, or I just want the white pill. I just hmm. want hope in a return to normalcy. Um, I'm resentful of these people because I. 
because they made me a pariah. They made me a social pariah. So it's like it's like trying to um, accept somebody back into your life that's been abusive to you or something mm. like that. Like, I'm never going to trust these people. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, if I see the mask still, given the state of the virus and given the fact that nobody's forcing you to, I am left to assume that you're either in the cult or... I guess you have a disease or a condition so serious that a flick could kill you at any moment. Yeah. But if you do, then why are you in the store? Yeah. What are you doing? Go stay at home. And, and we talked about this earlier, too. I I agree that the reins of power on Corona are being surrendered um, faster and more easily right now than any time throughout this. And I want to be encouraged by that. But I also know who these people are. They love the power. They love yeah. telling you to jump and you asking them how high and them forcing you to do it if you have any uh, question about it at all. So what are the, it, I guarantee we're gearing up for the next thing. I just don't know what the next thing what is. Corona is right? done. They yeah. can't use Corona to wield power anymore. It's going to be this Russia thing. This is going to play out in some meaningful way. Something there will be like, uh, you know, wartime lockdowns or something like that. Some bullshit that they are that they are um, pursuant to that. I think that they're letting go a lot of these power measures. I I know that sounds like um, I mean, that sounds like crazy nonsense. Uh, But to me, there's nothing crazier than believing these people at face value. I just I never will again after what they've done for two years. Hockey fanatic says uh, there are plenty of criticisms to make about Biden, but it seems that a lot of right leaning news and people are catching Biden derangement syndrome syndrome. What is one good thing each of you think Biden has done in his in his first year? Uh, That's a bullshit (laughs) question. Okay, very challenging question. uh, Shitting his pants uh, around the Pope. That was great. And then (laughs) um, just the fact that he's always forgetting what he's talking about has done uh, a lot for the morale of the right. I I can't take this question seriously. What has he done that's good? Not fuck all. I'm thinking honestly. I'm I'm, I'm not trying to dismiss the question. I'm trying to think honestly about anything he's done. I thought, wow, that was um, uh, good for him. I'm glad that he did it. Um, There is not a single area whether it's our international standing and the state of the world, whether it's our economy, uh, the state of jobs and all that, whether it's, I don't There's just nothing about this country that is in better shape than it was say three years ago at this point. I, I, I honestly can't name anything. So if it's, uh, he, 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 he's, he tweets very respectful things. Is but, but seriously speaking, that's the best I can say about him is that he, <laughs> He tries to be nice with his words. I guess. Uh, but what does that mean? I think that he's <laughs> at the time his words are incoherent anyway. And being nice with words while doing terrible things in my mind is not a worthy trade off. I, I, I really am not trying to just dismiss that question. I There is nothing. There is not a thing uh, that yeah, I think is in better shape. Nothing has been in better shape. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is fan. I recently read William Pierce's book and a brief point he made about conservatives is they often believe too many conspiracy theories to be effective as agents of positive change since they are never certain of things like who their true enemies or allies are and they therefore don't know how to act even if they act at all. I find myself guilty of this sometimes though I do think certain theories are obviously true. Um, What are your thoughts on Pierce's assertion? 
that it, that you're too skeptical of everything for your own good basically would that be the theme here we you know we didn't start off this skeptical i've i've been no. made a skeptic by being constantly lied to and so now i have to question the validity of things that i thought were ironclad like gravity and germ <laughs> theory <laughs> yeah. no i agree that um I, I i do feel myself as we've talked about I don't want to be just knee jerk reaction guy and make my judgments according to what other people say. I want to evaluate the evidence for myself and let that guide me. And I'm going to try to, I'm doing my best to stick with that. Uh, that said, if hypothetically you were a knee jerk reaction person and you just believed the opposite of whatever the power centers told you for the last mm, two, three years, you'd yeah. probably be closer to the truth than certainly if you listen to them. And maybe if you, um, tried to evaluate all these things uh, for yourself. Hopefully you can do that with a high degree of accuracy. But my point is given the deception and the lies that we've been told for a significant amount of time now, the opposite of what they say is kind of a good indicator in a lot yeah, of, exactly. it's like a good <laughs> really instinct. Is. Like Snopes. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it doesn't mean that it's right. And it doesn't mean that, that you should make your judgments exclusively on that basis. But um. But yeah, I, but the point is taken that like, if you let yourself go too far where you, you trust and not just that you trust nobody by default, but that your trust is almost incapable of being earned. That is uh that's a bad way to live too. I, I don't want to be that certainly not in my personal life, but I'm not talking about that in my personal life. I'm talking about that with power centers of politicians and media who live a thousand or more miles away from me yet demand control over my life. And if that's right. the arrangement, if you want to control me from a thousand miles away, you kind of do deserve skepticism by default. You really have no business in my right. life or anybody around me yet. You can't help yourself. Why? That's why the skepticism, but I, I don't think yeah. the point is completely invalid. Yep. 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 <laughs> but stuff a stan. I think that's uh, probably an accurate characterization of various stands out there on the, on the map. Is there any actual or logical way to improve our economy to somehow save it from its cur current tailspin? Yes. Uh, delete DC. <laughs> delete. Yeah, really. Delete uh, any and all government control uh, of, 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 of industry at this point. It's, it's not helping anything. But I don't know that there's any way to um, truly resurrect faith in in the dollar in in mm. a meaningful way. I mean, we would have to go back to gold backed currency. I mean, the the value in a dot. This is a really stupid like one hundred and one. I sound like Kamala Harris. Like Ukraine is a small country next to Russia, and blah, blah. okay, that was but a great but the value. Oh God, it was. So I love dumb. that. Um, we're gonna have to talk about that on Sunday. But the value of a dollar is it's it only is as valuable as it is seen or felt by the rest of the world. It's, it's yeah. just a piece of paper. There's, there's nothing that backs it. Um, so we have, people have lost faith in our ability to be able to back our own currency. How, how do you save a, a, a currency? How, how do you do that? I mean, we're in an insurmountable amount of debt. We're never going to be able to alleviate the debt we're in through repeated quantitative easing. It's been ineffective up to this point. We're about to embark on a period of unprecedented hyperinflation in this country. Um, and we're experiencing 7% year-over-year inflation. Like we're, we're totally fucked. I don't really see a situation where we're able to pull our country out of an economic tailspin. Maybe next time when we have to rebuild, we can be less dumb and like do something that might be a little bit more sustainable. Yeah. Uh, is there any way to turn it around 
um, tomorrow? No. Uh, is there any way to turn it around over the long term? Yeah, but there is in theory, but it would require so much. Uh, well, it would require a, a a turnaround in D.C. and a return of power to, say, the states and the individual that would just be it, it's unfathomable. It's it's just unachievable as a practical matter. These people aren't right. going to do it. So um, if we could just get people out of the way and unleash the power of the American worker and the American entrepreneur, I think um, that would be our best bet. But we have too many power centers with their hands in too many cookie jars that, that it's unrealistic for that to happen anytime soon. Uh, did, <laughs> one thing I want to talk about, too, with uh, Joe Biden's State of the Union speech, he's proud to announce um, that there's going to be a special prosecutor for coronavirus relief fraud. Did you see that? No, there's so much fraud on all the money that we handed out over the last couple of years. I can't believe they're they're investigating it. They're now going to have a special prosecutor, which it's tempting to say, oh, good, we'll go get all those fraudsters. But you realize, well, we're just spending even more resources to investigate how we botched the insane redistribution of (laughs) printed money and other made up resources the last time around. Yeah, Yeah. So. Uh, it's 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 just only government could propose an entirely new office to clean up the messes that the last round of government uh, mismanagement and incompetence created. And here we yeah. are. But yeah, exactly. Yikes. Did I read that one? Did you read it? Uh, I think I think I read that one. Okay. Um, kitchen sink. What's the ammo situation like in your neck of the woods? Common caliber is like nine millimeter, 40, 12 gauge and seven sixty two. prices available. Availability have stabilized, but I can't find five fifty six hmm. for less than 65 cents around given that 40% of us ammo is made in Russia. Is that true? And it is really high upping yeah. prices until I have from retailers and industry folks say prices will jump again before April. Get your precious metals while you can. I hmm. I was under the impression that the ammo situation here was fine, but I think that the last time I checked, it was pre-Russia. We should yeah. see what's going on with Phoenix. Uh, I just, I kind of grab here and there. I sort of like, do treat it like a, almost like an investment of sorts. Like, yeah. you know, you set aside a little bit of money and you like, this is my ammo budget for the month. Yep. And I kind of collect in that way. I don't have a lot of obscure caliber things. Um, and the, the calibers that I buy are generally available though. Maybe uh, prices are not what they were say three years ago, obviously, but at least you can get it for a while. There wasn't even on the shelf. Yeah. So I don't around here. It's not a shortage. It's it's just costly. And and yeah, to your point on five, five, six, I haven't seen that for under, say, about that, like under 60 bucks or 60 cents around for a long, long time. Um, I'd be, I, I, I don't know what factors other than potential Russia turning off the Russian imports. But there was already talk like Biden had something about this months ago that he was going to ban Russian ammo imports. Because that sent a scare through the the industry as well. I can't remember exactly what was said, but but yeah, uh, it, it, it am, ammunition is just like any other commodity. Like unless you're planning to shoot it today, you try to buy as much as you can when it's low, and then and then hold it. Yeah. And it's like it is. It's like he uses the term precious metal, but it, I mean it is. It's it is. If you're trying to have a a, a collection of it to, as a storage of value potentially or is it just a storage of things with which to defend yourself should the day ever come um yeah you should be the way i shop for ammo has changed in in you know since all of this has gone crazy i don't i used to just I mean the good old days when i was kind of just getting into this it's like oh yeah if i need ammo i'll just go to the store and i'll buy it and i'll go to the range and i'll shoot it 
And that was the good old days when you could do that and it was relatively cheap. Now it's like you have to buy with the intent of keeping that in your possession for a while. And so even if you have a lot at home, you see it on the shelf for a good price. You should probably scoop it up if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I I wouldn't count on it getting better anytime soon. That's that's, that's for sure. Gilgamesh says, hey, Matt and Blonde, do you think uh, NATO and the EU are the greatest threat to the world? This could have all been avoided if Zelensky in the West just sat down with Putin, had taken his actual concerns about Russian sovereignty. Well, I don't know. um, I I don't feel like I fully understand Putin's side of this conflict. I know it has to do with the expansion of NATO. And quite frankly, I can understand why you probably wouldn't want a gigantic international military alliance parked right up against your border. And a military alliance organized specifically against you. I can understand. Does that mean I think you're entitled to go uh, just invading countries and and killing people? No, but I can understand why that might put you in a position of hostility. Um, Do I think that NATO and the EU are the greatest threat to the world? Uh, Maybe. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of... They're getting us involved in these major international conflicts that are entirely manufactured by their various treaties. And just why? This is so pointless. I agree that uh, it's not doing us a lot of favors as far as I can tell right now. Do Do I feel like, oh man, NATO's keeping us safe. If it wasn't for NATO, we'd be, we'd all be speaking Russian right now. Or like, you know, we'd all be... Uh, nuclear debris at this point. Do you trust uh, China more than NATO? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't <laughs> the fact that it's I, taking I have you to five think about this. this. I have to think about like, this more than I should. Really but, but no, I'm not going to trust China over almost anybody. Like I, I'll, t- I'll take NATO in that situation. But it's I not like Chinese, I. That they're so ruthless. I don't trust China. Yeah, I'm not going to trust China. Period. But their their um, ruthless self interest is is truly staggering and i'm i I admire it (laughs) well once world war three hits blonde will be team it's red army one or the other whether it's china or russia that's true um yeah this is mcmonahan greetings fellow burn pit enthusiasts would you rather would you want to live in a society where the average iq is 30 points higher than yours Mm. um okay so let's say the average iq in this country is 130 and your iq is 100 that'd be fine but i wouldn't want to live well if yeah if my iq were 70 and the average iq was 100 it'd be like you know being a black person in america that'd be fine okay a haitian in america i apologize or an african all right all right all right uh yeah because the smart people would have to take care of you would be obligatory um I'll try to consider both sides of this. On the one hand, if you're living among a bunch of highly intelligent people, there's probably going to be a lot of awesome stuff and you will get to live uh, in a world that's great with all sorts of cool products and technologies and advancements and, and all of that. Um, On the other hand, on the other hand is it is possible that you, well, there's, there's in all certainty or in all likelihood, I should say, um, a high degree of dependence in that arrangement. You are going, right. you're not, but your IQ is lower. So you're less concerned with being dependent with the ethical implications of dependency. Well, yeah. Are you intelligent enough to process 
or understand the value of independence? Like how dumb no. are we talking and how smart are we talking? That's critical. But I obviously suppose. the answer is that it would be better to be a, a dumb person in a smart country. Like imagine living in Haiti and being two standard deviations above the average IQ would be a fucking nightmare. Uh, but that's not this situation though. You're the, you're the dumb person in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that so, that's better than the converse. I'd much rather be a dumb person in a smart country than a smart person in a dumb country. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, man, this is, this is, uh, this is kind of a tough one. Would How I want this to, tough, this is the easiest question. Would I, would got. I want to live because, because it, it comes, the trade-off comes with a almost guaranteed lack of, de, lack of, uh, independence. And that's a big trade-off to me. 30 IQ points. It might not. If, if you live in a country with an average IQ of 130, and your IQ is 100, you'll be fine. Hmm. I suppose. It depends on what the range here is. Yeah. There, there are downsides to being the smartest person in the room, too. I mean, that means that you're, you're not challenged and you're not advancing. Or yeah, can. It's, uh, it's really annoying. I, I know. It's the struggles. <laughs> anyway, interesting question. Um, My IQ is probably 20 points lower than it was when I was like 15. <laughs> or whatever, thank, if I started drinking. Thank you for, um, the, thank you for the questions tonight, guys. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, over on D Live, uh, thank you to LJ uh, Miss Mofo uh, as well. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Uh, let me see what's on good. Tippy Stream real quick. I'm ready to go whenever you're done. Uh, we're good. We're good on Tippy Stream. Knuckle Hunky Buck. Finally, the coof has been defeated. Free at last. Free at last. Thanks, Dr. Fauci. Free at last. Yes. Uh, because we feel free, we'll always have our freedom. No need to defend it. Don't worry. Look the other way. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, incompetent hands. Over under on how many times Tim Pool will be swatted this year. Don't like all of his takes, but I love Lydia since saying she wouldn't vote for a woman and all the all-male panel being uncomfortable. That's hilarious. I didn't know that that happened. Uh, wow. Not the swatting. That's not funny at all. But you think that like his police force would be like used to this by now it hasn't it happened four times i think i haven't followed closely exactly what's happened but i think they called in more creative things like a gas leak and stuff it's not just like oh hostage situation why would a swat team come well like the fire department will and stuff like that it's not strictly a swat team this is the work of the same five fat losers probably doing this over and over again i saw the quartering put out a ten thousand dollar reward for information leading to an arrest so maybe like there will him. be there will be justice. Uh, maybe there will be justice in this situation. I swatting should be treated uh, in, in my mind as as an attempted murder uh, charge or something Hell akin yeah, to that. Yeah, definitely. Shouting from the cheap sheets, cheap sh- cheap sheets seats. God, did I have a stroke? <laughs> According All to right. Ben Shapiro, we have to care about Ukraine because their president is a member of the tribe. Did he say that? No, I don't. At least I haven't heard him say that, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I, maybe he did. I don't want to wrongly accuse the chatter of misrepresenting. I've not heard anything to that effect, but send proof. Um, TKUA. Do you think Putin is Antifa since he wants to denazify Ukraine? <laughs> yes. Putin's uh, clearly Antifa. Yeah. That sounds yep. about right. I mean, if he said it, if you say you're anti-fascist, you're anti-fascist. And if you yeah. say that you're cleaning out the Nazis of Ukraine, you clearly are. Are an anti-fascist. Yeah. yeah. Check Snopes for the real answer to that. Uh, Erica Marley, Eric Marley, if we define right wingers as wanting small government and left wingers as wanting big government, I think blonde might actually be on the political left, theocratic benevolent dictatorship, anyone. Um, but I don't want 
bureaucracy. That's my real problem. Uh, Overarching benevolent dictator with a small government. I think that that's feasible, (laughs) right? Because, you know, how many people do you really need? How many layers of bureaucracy do you really need if you just chop people's heads off for minor infractions? You need like a handful of henchmen. Offices, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A handful of henchmen chopping off hands for minor infractions, etc. And I just don't think that we'd need like all of these office workers and shit. Yeah. I mean, I I I kind of follow you. Um, Not that I agree, but I sort of follow the point that you're making. Yeah. And in my mind, this country is like a small, a small country. It's not the size of the United States. Hmm. It's like pre-war Europe type of. It's like a state, like an individual state or something. Yeah. Maybe even like a benevolent dictator for Idaho where we're totally fenced off. And we're just uh, just killing minorities. Like that's <laughs> what. Let's do it. Catholic. Okay. <laughs> minority slaughtering. That, that's really what I want. I'm just joking. Uh, Ralph <laughs> Rojas. My purpose is to make puppy dog eyes while watching blood. No simp. You get out of here, Ralph. <laughs> get out of here. Do I have a gray streak in my hair? What is this? Oh my god. This is so depressing. Okay, libertarian guy. Have you all ever watched or reached out to Destiny to have a conversation? That seems like it would just be the most frustrating conversation. Um, no, I I I I've listened to a little bit of him. I think he's like a I think he's a good faith guy. I think his conversations are pretty good. So I I don't think Destiny? That, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I haven't I listened to a ton. Him. He actually totally got it on Kyle Rittenhouse, which I found to be good. Um, you gotta be I, careful of these leftists that have like one good take though. That's well, I'm not you. saying, I'm not saying like, okay, I, he's the greatest guy on the planet because of that, but I'm saying he's somebody who strikes me as, um, mostly good faith and available to reason. I don't think that okay. he's trying to destroy people. And I, and I mean, I don't think he's like trying to destroy or meddle with people. And I don't think he's trying to manipulate. And, um, yeah, he's, he seems like a, a decent, a decent guy to me. So I wouldn't have, I I wouldn't have a problem with uh, talking to him, but I've, I've never spoken with him personally before. Uh, we're good. Oh my right. gosh. Are we going to end early? When was the last time we ended a show early? Oh uh, yeah, we are a little bit early tonight, but yeah, let me give uh, one refresh over on tippy stream and we will get out of here. Uh, yeah, we're good. Um, got to find my music here. Cause I can't even play it from my normal spot because of Susan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe well now after after I do like an hour of administrative work to prep the Sunday show stuff that was already prepped before Susan Thanks, deleted Susan, it. Thanks, Susan. You stupid bitch. We'll be back on Sunday and talk about you know whatever happens between now and then. Anything else? Uh, if you're looking for show related, just check on the website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com. Everything show related is posted there. We will be back on Sunday. Have a great week. In the meantime.